in five, four, three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute! I know you! Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce... myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down! You're excited! <laughs> Feel these nipples! That boy's good! Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. Delayed start here to the Mike Rutherford Show on a beautiful, I say beautiful, that's an outright lie. It is a ungodly hot Wednesday, June 22nd. We are live from Jeffersonville, Indiana at the OG Studios because we had Louisville Bats coverage going. Unfortunately, the Bats fall short in extra innings. I did love, I mean, right when I pull up here, right when I'm coming in, you're like, hey, they just tied it up, we're going to extras. Wish I would have known this about a half hour ago. Would have been nice to get the uh, you know delayed start, the extra time at home. But here we are, alas. I'm sorry. I thought you might have been. I don't know, listening to the game. I wasn't. I, 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 what were you listening to in the rental car on the way over here? I was, you know, listening to music. Ah, taking advantage. You got that XM radio in there, don't I you? I don't actually. I thought uh, we did. We don't. Um, but you told me, like, you texted me like two thirty, and you're like, it's bottom eighth, two outs already. We're gonna be good to go. Uh, probably like right on time at three. And so I just I took you at your word. If they had not rallied in the bottom of the ninth, uh, my man Santana with a clutch, full count, two out, space hit to tie the game. Unfortunately, uh, they fell in the tendon. They only lost, though, because they, they're still doing that, that stupid rule. Real second, yeah, runner on second. They got rid of that in majors. Why did they not get rid of that in the They minor? didn't get rid of the majors. I thought they did. No. It's still stupid. I guess the Blue Jays just don't make a lot of extra inning games. Still stupid. We we had this discussion a few months ago because you and I both thought they got rid of it, and then people were like, "Uh, guys, that's when I found out and I was very upset. Now, this is the first time that I've heard you running the board for the Bats game. You're in the the production room. I'm over here. And I come in here. We talk a little bit. I sit down, and then I hear you, and you're like, Ah, son of a! And like you're like you're throwing <laughs> oh, you throwing out. Just a- knocked your mic out or something. Oh, what? I, I didn't do anything. Oh no, that was my. There's a shortness headset. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Well, sorry. Yeah, like, well, yeah. I'm, I'm using the headset that you've stolen for the last three weeks. I know. I'm kind of mad. Sorry. Scoots, I'm using Scoot's headset and it sucks. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm over here and you're like, oh, and saying all sorts of words that I can't repeat yeah, on the radio. Yeah. And I'm like, man, Trevor's really into this game. Mm-hmm. Trevor's all about the bats. And then I find out as I start listening to what you're actually saying that you're just playing Nintendo. I was just like, I killed in Mario. I was so mad. <laughs> just playing old school Mario. I've been playing that. And uh, mostly I've been doing Pac-Man today because uh, Scoots uh, topped the uh, – he put up a 16,000 and change in the top score this morning. Damn. And I, I couldn't get higher than 14. was my – see, I wrote it down. 14, 150. Add that to the repertoire of things that I wouldn't expect Scoots to be good at. That he is. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, and Batman's tough. It's you got to you got to watch those buttons. You got to press them really hard on the turns. It's yeah. It's it's, it's not it's as easy without the joystick. Yeah, I mean, it's 
So sad to hear that the bats uh, go down. <laughs> it, it is. I mentioned how hot it is. I just saw from Mark Weinberg, my guy on Twitter. It is uh, 98 degrees right now. It yeah, is. Like the band. It feels like 108. It is e- the hottest day of the year now officially. I hate this. I, I know some people like it. I know for whatever reason they enjoy being outside. If you're outside right now, just casually, if you have no excuse to be anywhere other than outside, then I mean you're a potential mass murderer. That's all I can say about you. Like, like I don't know what you're doing with your life. I don't know why you would do this. I mean, it's it's like 95 degrees in here at the OG Studios. It feels awesome in here compared to outside. I mean, it, it looks, does, but it's still very hot. First of all, it's 79 in here. Oh, it's very. Uh, warm. I've got a fan on behind me though. And of course, you know, you coming here maybe had to had to put my clothes back on while you still, I was here. You had no socks or shoes on. No, I do. I don't. And have you those still on. don't. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> it, it very much has become your home. <laughs> my shirt and pants are on. What do you want, man? This very it's much has become just here. Casa de Kelsey. This oh, is you, your you second have home. No idea. How You've much. essentially moved in. I added a new Redbirds poster over here. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, new to the uh, OG Studio repertoire. Also smells different in here. No, uh, that's that's from well, that's a mixture of a lot of things. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got my IHOP delivery from this morning, which is gonna probably lead to some of that smell. Um, <laughs> I've got a six pack. I got a twelve pack of Dr Pepper behind me. Uh, I only and there was a half two liter Mel Yellow in here, but that's been gone since about the seventh inning. Yeah, well, I got a bag of sauces from KFC for you know those times they forget to give them to me. Incredible. I, I have a I have a a, a a condiment bag in the studio. It's basically your house. Just, yeah, basically. It's yeah. Just like a home. A little studio, yeah, a little studio apartment. We got sports to get to today. We're going to talk. This reminds me of. First of all, it's a another summer radio subject that comes up every year. Like, hey. Don't you miss that the when the Louisville Kentucky game was always the first game of the year? Do you like it the way it is? Do you like what would you do? One of the reasons why I think most of the time when we have that discussion, a majority sides with I wish it was still the first game of the year is because those summers were so fun because you had mm. – like the focus was on that game the entire summer. You had players just – when Twitter first became a big thing, you had players going at it. You had the billboard wars. You had coaches lobbing shots at one another. And since the game has been moved to the very end of the year, there's been significantly less of that the last several years. You've had you – know, it's mostly been you – know, we're focused on week one – Damn Syracuse, let's go get them. Or if you're Kentucky, you know, damn, you know, Fairdale High School, whoever we're playing this year in week one, let's let's go get them. I, sorry, Fairdale. Once again, the first school that comes to my mind, I'll pick somebody else next time. But Colgate. Colgate. Agent, Miami of Ohio, which is actually this year's first opponent. But I, I feel like in the last week or so, especially the last 24 hours, we're getting something of a throwback to the old school shots being fired between the two bluegrass powerhouses in the middle of June, middle of the summer, when there's not a whole lot else to talk about. And I like that. So we're going to talk about Mitch Barnhart's recent comments. We're going to talk about Vince Mara. You knew Vince Mara couldn't sit on the sidelines with this one for a while. He was going to eventually have to jump into the fray, and he did, and he did so with authority. We're going to talk about that. The Alliance, remember them? Still exist. We've got an Alliance update coming on. The NFL gonna... Detroit Lions? No, the Alliance. Oh, these are the Lions. <laughs> the Lions technically do exist as well. Like the woman in uh, Major League. They still have a team. Yeah, we've got uniforms and everything. <laughs> and then, of course, we're going to have our Imani Bates update of the day. It, ah, it's a good, daily good. feature, but today there's actually a legitimate update. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and, that and get... the DJ Wagner I live for. DJ Wagner I don't have a, another update for today. Well, that's your update. That's my update. Well, actually, <laughs> hey, here you go. You ready? DJ Wagner update of the day. DJ Wagner update of the day. do 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 that's his official music. He demanded, handpicked it. Uh, he has been selected 
on the USA Basketball 17 Under National team. Ooh, I think we should use Game of Thrones theme for his, his update of the day music. DJ, DJ Wagner, <laughs> DJ Wagner, <laughs> DJ Wagner. <laughs> somebody, I saw somebody say one time that like when they hear that song, all they can think of in their mind is Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter. <laughs> and so after after I heard that, it's all I heard when the, thongs, when the theme song came on, the thong song. Uh, but yeah, I like that. Wagner, DJ Wagner, <laughs> DJ Wagner. Uh, that's the update. He's been named to the USA Basketball 17 right. International Team. Also named to that team, Carter Knox, the Kevin Knox's brother from the class of 2024. Very tight with Kenny Payne. Already been offered a scholarship by Louisville. Uh, definitely one to keep an eye on. Also Carter Knox, son of the coach of the uh, Fabio slash Fabio Basile, who was on campus earlier this week, who might be a member of this upcoming basketball season. So we have all sorts. The DJ Wagner oh, update, has it's it's onioned. It's multiple multi-layered. All, it goes all sorts of places. Tentacles seven everywhere. Seven degrees of DJ Wagner. That's how it's done. So we've got all that good stuff to talk about. Um, I, I don't really know exactly. I was going to go to the text line first to get started, but it's just people just bashing the bats for keeping us off the air for a oh, while. Oh, don't do that, people. First of all, they're leading the uh, International League in losses, so there's no reason to kick them while they're down, okay? And that's my fault. I it's mean, the it's... intro video. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I mean, again, it's your fault. I, they teased me that my, when I first took this over, and they won four in a row. I mean, it was like, it's like they showed me. All, it was like they gave me the great recruitment speech and the treatment, and then when I, then then they got me locked in. I'm like, oh, now we're back to normal. But here's how I want to start today because we we sort of danced around this yesterday, but it's it's now fully open for discussion. Every single year we do a least cool person tournament on Card Chronicle. Yeah. It's the uh, for not not the ca- for the calendar year we do the the person of the year kind of like the time old school man of the year award uh, and then for least school person it's for the athletic season that just ended so typically when the the U of L baseball team gets eliminated from the college world series the super regionals or the NCAA tournament or what have you a couple of days after that we'll open up the nomination process and then we'll make a it's usually an eight entity tournament. And that's how we decide who the least cool person of the year is. And and a lot of times it's not even a person. It can be – it's open to, to everybody. It, the, the word person is loosely used. Did I, we were way ahead of our time. Did I miss, did I miss this or did you say what, – what annual number is this? Is it the fifth annual, eighth annual? Oh, no. We did this since 2008. So Oh, so this is the 14th version. It would be the 14th version. Uh, is, are you interested in past winners? Dude, come on. You, you knew I was going to ask, right? I mean, you hadn't been prepared for this. The very first winner yeah. of the Card Chronicle Least Cool Person uh, tournament was Larry Taylor. And if that name doesn't sound familiar, oh. it should. It was the player for UConn who did the unfair catch. Ah, yes. And then lied yes, about it afterwards. Yes, yeah, yes. That, that, And then tried to do it again the very next game. Would never remembered his name. I do, I do remember that. Though, I probably yes. would. Actually, I probably would have because that – the unfair catch really bothered me. I mean, Still it's does. hard not to forget that, obviously, but yes. 2009, the winner, the aforementioned Mitch Barnhart, <laughs> taking a lot of shots at Louisville. I love how it's, you're, kind of, you're really being a dubious honor by saying the winner of the least cool person. Like, is it really a winner? Biggest loser. <laughs> the biggest loser, exactly. Uh, Steve Craigthorpe. That might be trademarked. Steve Craigthorpe in 2010, the year after he was he was let go, was the, the winner. We do have kind of a... I mean, he shouldn't have won the year before in his last season instead. Well, I mean, we do have sort of like a non-rule rule that we don't like to use active members of the U athletic program because oh, it's kind of crap. Like, let's say like, you know, let's say this upcoming season, U of L basketball has a terrible season and people are like, oh, Kenny Payne, they won five games. He needs to be nominated. And then a year later, we get all these recruits and we're winning a national title. You're going to feel pretty dumb then. No, you just go. It's like going from like the bottom to the top. Like Drake said, you go from cool to uncool to cool. Yeah, I thought it was more. Again, if it was '09, it would have been. I don't know. I mean, it would have been. I mean, that would have been quite Crackthorpe, right? Barnhart deserved it. 
I mean, I'm not saying Barnhart never does deserve it, possibly. 2010 he got. And then he made, he got made look even worse by what Charlie Strong did right when he took over. So he won in 2010. 2011, Brandon Bender was the winner. <laughs> That's when all that Central Florida stuff was going yeah, on. I remember and that, the Marcus yeah. Smith fiasco. Uh, 2012, these were the good old days when it was like a lighthearted tournament and it wasn't like COVID. Um, but 2012 was Doug Gottlieb, just general douche. <laughs> Generally. I, I can't remember all the things that he did. I remember he kept picking against Louisville. He kept saying terrible things about Louisville, and it annoyed people. 2013, similar vein. Digger Phelps, who picked against it, I think, every time he could and was just not complimentary whatsoever, was the winner there. 2014, FedEx, because they um, they they shipped and broke Russ Smith's senior day jersey that he sent to his dad and then, like, lost it. I, was, I mean, you tell me there wasn't. Not that I don't find that amusing, but there couldn't have been anything more uncool in that year other than, I mean... It was again. It was what about Harrison for hitting the three against us. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think he was in the tournament that year. I mean, the poor FedEx guy. I was even though I'm picturing him being delivering like the the opening scene of Ace Ventura right now. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of, I think they actually they beat they narrowly beat the NCAA tournament selection committee because people were mad that they gave us the four seed and put Kentucky in our region as eight and set yeah. up that Sweet Sixteen matchup. But FedEx still won out. Okay. So 2015 was the Game 3 Super Regional Replay Officials. That was the year where the oh, home yeah, run, yeah, non-home yeah. run, blah, blah, blah. I 2016 was an easy one. Uh, Andre McGee yeah. took that home. <laughs> I, is there a possibility he's the only multi-time winner? He almost won a year later. I was going to say, I could see him going back-to-back. He almost he's won like a year later. Archie Griffin of the, uh, of the least cool person. He very world. nearly <laughs> became the first, but he got uh, he got narrowly beat out by the NCAA Committee on Infractions. They, oh, won, in wow. tw- they won in 2017. Partners in crime. And Well, <laughs> you want to talk about partners in crime. 2018, the winner was the NCAA Appeals Committee. <laughs> I'm seeing a trend here from 16, 17, and 18. You, you should. 2019, the winner was Bobby Petrino. <laughs> no. That was his okay. That was after he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty was the coronavirus. I mean, he was already gone before the season ended. He could have still won OA and in eighteen. Could have. Yeah, but yeah. the appeals committee got it. No, no, that's that's a tough one, Bobby. Sorry. Yeah. Another another L in that year. For well, no, you. but you you have to remember. Like, we're talking. It's the the sports calendar year. So he won for the twenty eighteen nineteen athletic season. Okay. Yeah. I always get. I, always, I hate how when the calendar does the the multi years. That's why I like baseball sometimes the most. Yeah. That's. The way it is, yeah. you can't really do anything else when a season starts in August and ends in June. I nah, know we can pause it somehow. Twenty twenty was COVID. Twenty twenty one was Dino Gaudio, most recent winner. <laughs> Dino took it home last year, <laughs> and, and well deserved. It was well deserved. So this year we've opened up now the we've Ooh. opened up the the nomination process, and there's a lot of some of the names that we kind of mentioned yesterday were talking have already been mentioned. Some other ones have been I don't know interesting to me. Like we've got, is there one that would surprise me? Do you think that, that would surprise me? There's been a lot of support for like the Tom Jurich cult. Well, yeah, it I has mean, upset, which is kind of interesting because I could see that though. I don't see that being a problem of being act in in the. Tournament. I can't too. It's been it has been uncool. We've talked about it repeatedly on the show, yeah. but it is interesting that like four months ago, remember when Jurich was in town and everybody was going nuts because they wanted him back so badly? Yeah. And like, it's just how quickly things change. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I think it's more about the way that things were gone about than it is. Like, it's not like people are nominating Tom himself. They're, yeah, yeah, they're the, nominating the people that are speaking the, for him. That won't let go. That won't let go yeah. of the fact that, you know, we're, we've all kind of like, you can say whatever you want to say. We've moved on. Let's, we're trying to be one big happy Cardinal family. This is doing no good. Um, there's the letter. The letter in Similar vein has been nominated. <laughs> the letter itself. 
Uh, Dave Clawson has gotten some love. The officials from the Wake Forest game have gotten <laughs> the, some love. The, they, they, they should be on there a little. I, I, they, yeah, they definitely need to be on. And it's, 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 it turned out to be an eight-man tournament, you said? It, it always ends up being an eight-person tournament, okay. yeah. Uh, the officials at Wake Forest definitely are one. Um, I mean, obviously, I think Mac should be. will probably be on there. Uh, the letter, I love having that on there. That'd be three. I don't know if you. I don't. I wouldn't put Vince on there. Me personally, maybe, but I could see him not being on this list. He hasn't gotten much attention. Yeah, I could see him being avoided. Him and uh, the what's her name, the president, Neely Benefuti. Yeah, she hasn't gotten much either. I thought she would get a little bit. I thought he wouldn't get much. I, I could Neither s- one has really gotten much. Because you kind of, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna vote for one of them, you kind of kind of lump those two and Mac together. And now, Chris gonna, Mac has gotten some. And if you're gonna do that, he has received some Mac, nominations. Mac should be like. Kind of like, you know, remember in the horse racing days, you bet like the 1A and 1B horse. Yeah. You, like, Max should count for all three of them. In the horse racing days? Yeah. Horse back, in the, <laughs> back in the day when horse racing was a thing. Yeah, hey, I still got money on my Twin Spires account from Derby. There you go. You can uh, make, there are going to there are be some events where you can bet some 1A. One day some I'm just going to go under one night and just bet like again on the Japanese horse racing like I did on Derby night. Armando Baycott has received some love. Yeah, definitely deserved. That would put, I think that's about five right there I would have it at. Um, the IRP and the NCAA for dragging their feet have gotten yeah, some attention. Yeah, I can see. I think that's deserved. I don't think this is the year they win it. If they do get banished from another postseason next year, they're no, going to be no, a, no, a hot yeah. contender. Yeah, now they yeah they give us anything one one year, one tournament ban or above. Yeah, they are definitely the front runners next year. There has been some. As if it's their fault. I mean, it's really like we didn't do it. Or I've so. seen and the, the the problem with doing both this event if you want to call it that and like the person of the year at the end of the year is there's always going to be a recency bias like there's going to be more more yeah. attention like, like I, f- I feel like the person of the year it was never before the last couple of years it was never it was never rick patino even when we were winning national titles which was surprising and it was never jeff wallace until i think last uh, the covid year he won it because you know their seasons wrap up in march and when you're voting it's like you know they're a month and a half into the season, and a lot of times Rick Pitino had just lost to UK, and uh, you know Jeff Walls was still too early in his season. So a lot, I feel like a lot of times the football team would get more love. Like Charlie Strong won back to back years in large part because I think his season. I think we went over up. we went over the history of this one time on the show, and I'm sure we did last year. I think because because now we're I don't know, you won't have to be but who like I'm assuming Strong was 14 or 13 then. Strong won. He he did share the honor with Preston Knowles in uh, 20. I guess it would have been 2011. Okay, he being Patino or Strong? Strong. Okay, and that was his second year when we only went like seven and five. Then he won in thirteen. If it's not Patino, Tom Church. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's hard to. I mean, yeah. you're the Cardinal. Come on, yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, Will Levis got some love, which I, I mean, I'm you not gonna, fa- I'm not gonna I'm... fault the kid for running all over us. Yeah, but still, regardless, he there's no need to rub it in on every time. That's. I'm not saying I wouldn't. You know, it's the old analogy. What if you you don't want me to do it? Stop me, type the thing. That's what I'm saying. But still, it's no reason why you still can't hate the guy for it. Oh, I don't like him. I just think it wasn't. Plus, he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Yeah, like who does that? Like sociopaths. Will Levis. Carnies. Kentucky fans have gotten some love. Clemson fans have gotten some love. Then there's been like an all-encompassing fans mad about our recruiting have gotten some love. Fans about our recruiting. So that's where we are. I I still feel like there's no. I feel like in most years I look at this and I can pretty accurately pick who's going to be the winner or pretty accurately pick who are going to be like the top two finalists. This year I don't know. I really don't. Can we say can we, can we can I nominate the bubbles from Texas A and M? Yeah, you can nominate those. Yeah, just the bubble. Just or anyone with a bubble gun. You like this too? Brian Brown's gotten some love. 
<laughs> He's gonna, he, better, he better hope this voting goes in before the season starts. So there you go. <laughs> uh, if you want to weigh in, make your nomination known. Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Have not mentioned that uh, yet today. Should. We want to hear from you. We want to interact with you. It's your damn show as well. 502-414-1450. That's the best way to reach us. That's the Thornton's text line. You know Thornton's. You love Thornton's. There are 76,212 of them around town for good reason. Download that Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you some money at the pump every time you need to fuel up. I fueled up yesterday right when we left the show. Hit up the Thornton's right next actually. to us. Uh, it was wonderful. Had a gift card. Used the whole gift card. Um, <laughs> that was You I had imagine. to. Yeah. <laughs> it's Look, times are hard. Thornton's is trying to help. They're trying to do what they can. And they're, they're supplying us with a fantastic text line 502 414 1450 yeah we've uh the text line was just people uh, for like the first 30 minutes just saying like get, what's, what's up with the bats <laughs> come on get the bats off here oh, i just saw set tony saragusa passed away did he really ravens tackled tony saragusa passed away in his sleep at age 55 <sighs> man what a rough day for the ravens <laughs> what else happened to the ravens jalen uh whatever edwards the 26 year old died oh i didn't see that the yeah. Right, yeah, wow. Jalen Ferguson, I mean. Uh, defensive end? The cornerback, I believe. I thought he was a defensive player. I was thinking he was end. But, yeah, that still sucks. I, mean, I guess he is a defensive end. Um, yeah, he died 26 years old. Man, not a good not a good day for you, right? The Ravens. Lots of people are just I – mean, we're losing people. They're just dropping like flies. Syracuse was a big dude, a fun guy. Yeah, that's sad. He, he, well, kind of uh, kind of the last the, – the remnants of him and, like, Ted Washington, those – those big nose tackles that their stats did, look like they did nothing, but man, they they made middle linebackers like Brian Urlacher just gods amongst among men. Yeah. They eat up three, four, and Ray Lewis as well. I mean, these guys would eat up two, three tackles, and then that offensive lineman and allow those linebackers to roam free. Man, underrated players, very underrated. Also, a gigantic person. I feel like he was a very, very big deal for a short period of time. It was well, especially at that, with the rate when that was Ravens defenses. When he was, uh, I think one of the more significant moments is when the Ravens beat the Raiders in the AFC title game, and he just, I mean, he he fell on like two offensive linemen, just taking them both out, and like landed on pancake right on the top of one of them. And I just remember like John Madden being like, "Well, I think you're having a bad day. Think about that guy." Yeah, but he also <laughs> he was like a huge deal on the, for a brief period, like when he was on Fox after. Yeah, he did the sideline yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and I feel like he was like people loved him. Like if he had been just a if that period of time had been like ten years later. He'd have been the guy who's like all over Twitter, like everybody sharing his videos on yeah. social media. And oh, yeah, stuff. he had a great, uh, you know, one of like just like me, a good fat girl, fat guy personality. Yeah, big, just goofy and funny. Big fat guy and, energy. Yeah. Exactly. That's very sad. It is. Man, I didn't mean to bring you down. I'm sorry, dude. We're just losing a lot of people. It's just kind of scary out there. Not sure what's going on. Thornton's next line. Nominated for least least cool person. <laughs> Death. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> Uh, Texas says, Mike, did you hear? I, I did not hear this, and I want to get to the, the football stuff in, in just a second. But, Mike, did you hear Dan Patrick mention U of L football recruiting in his final segment? He said that we paid six figures to a wide receiver and seven to a running back. Then he made a couple of jokes. Nothing earth shattering, but crazy for U of L to be singled out on a national radio broadcast. First of all, how does Dan Patrick know that? Where, where is he getting six figures <laughs> I'm for? Sure, I'm sure that's part of the joke is that Louisville probably had to pay that much for what the recruits they're getting. It's, based on the text, it's sounding like he's saying, Patrick is saying matter of factly, that we paid six figures to a wide receiver, I assume DeAndre Moore, and seven figures to a wide running back who would be Ruben Owens. I would assume so. Yeah. How the hell would Dan Patrick know this and nobody else knows this? He has connections. It's McLo- McLovin has, has a mole. It's starting it's to get, still man, because like, it's been now two days since the Ruben Owen stuff, but I feel like the part of the sports world that wasn't paying attention is now, it's just starting to get to them. 
Um, you got my guy, Matt Brown, who, who does a, a terrific job with the Extra Points newsletter. I used to work with him um, over at uh, SB Nation. And he'd tweet out like in the middle of the day today, like, I've been out of the loop here. Has anybody written an explanation for why Louisville football's recruiting has suddenly spiked, giving the questions about the direction of the coaching staff? This isn't typically when recruiting suddenly gets way better. And I couldn't help myself. So I had to I quote tweet it and just say, Plains Bakery in the balloon glow. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's why. That's the explanation. <laughs> but like, like you're seeing more and more people nationally who kind of are, you know, like us, who don't typically follow college football recruiting all that closely, who this has just now gotten on the radar and are kind of doing the, wait, what? Louisville? What's going on here? Give me an explanation. And it's why, you know, when I was talking yesterday, the Texas radio stations trying to have me on, I was like, it'd be a terrible interview because they would be saying, how's this happening? What are you guys doing? And I'd be like, I, I can't tell you. I, I, I can't tell you exactly. I got some guesses. I think it's a little bit of what everybody's speculating about, but you're not going to hear a definitive answer. It's not going to be laid out entirely in front of you. You have, I, I did like Steve Clarkson coming out and saying yesterday, you know, it's NIL is never going to be entirely what makes something like this happen. Is it going to be a contributing factor? Of course. But if Louisville didn't have a like, wasn't the right cultural fit for my son and these players and it wasn't a, a good fit or another way, did they have the family atmosphere and tell us what we wanted to hear on these recruiting visits? This wouldn't happen. And I think the other big thing that is being because I trust me, I get it. If you're a rival fan or you're just a fan of, of sports in general and you look at Louisville and you're saying, They've never had a top 25 class. How are they getting a top 10, top 15 class? How are they getting these four stars? We haven't had a commit from Texas since 2010. <laughs> and we have the number one running back in America who's coming out of Texas, committed to Louisville, who openly said two months ago he didn't know anything about Louisville before Pierce Clarkson got to him. But I do think one of the overlooked factors in all this— did figure out who the last guy from California was, too, on top of it, I don't think, did we? What didn't end up being— yeah, um, Was there a guy that— we, there was Cole Hicatini? I think yeah, that's right. You're right. Even though he was kind of a he was a JUCO. Yeah, we like the one overlooked element in all this. I think from the people who are looking at this and saying, "Well, this is why NIL is bad." Stuff like like, NI could this happen without NIL? Probably not. But it also couldn't happen without one central force, which in this case has been Pierce Clarkson. You've seen like kind of like it's been a even more expanded version of what we saw with Teddy Bridgewater and the Miami guys back in Charlie Strong's second class. You've got Clarkson who has this universal appeal. For whatever reason, he's kind of like, he's like a son. Like, like people just sort of gravitate to him. And everybody, you're in an age now where everybody knows everybody. doesn't matter what part of the country you're for. If you go to these seven-on-seven tournaments, if you're on social media, you know Pierce Clarkson has all these Instagram followers. You know that he plays for the newly named, we should say this yesterday's USA Today first preseason poll came out, number one high school football team in America. He's the quarterback. St. John Bosco is number one. Bosco. Um, it's a good program to have three commits from if you're Louisville. You feel pretty good about that. Uh, Matter Day out in California, they're number two. We've recruited some kids from there as well. But <laughs> They've been good for about three decades. Who? Matter day. Well, they're number two in America yeah. right now. They're, those two teams are going to play, I think, in October. That'll be, I'm sure, a nationally televised game. It should be fun. But it, it, like his getting him in early and his ability to recruit the rest of this class himself is not a small portion of all this. You've seen him openly target guys. You, I mean, he, just today now, he set his attention on uh, Tony Mitchell, who's a cornerback, uh, five-star cornerback, from this class of 2023, and he's just straight up tweeting at him, saying like, "Ayo, Money Mitch, you'd be locked down to the bill." <laughs> like he is, he has picked, he has hand chosen guys that he wants to recruit. I picture Satterfield sending the same text. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Ayo, hey, Money Mitch. <laughs> but the role of Pierce Clarkson and all this, I don't think, can be overstated. 
And certainly his father, who's you know an Adidas intermediary, runs the quarterback camp, has had several of the biggest names in the country come and learn the quarterback position under him. Like he has is a very well connected person. So it's has been kind of like the perfect storm. What I'm trying to say is I'm not sure I wish, I hope that this is a sign of things to come, that Louisville becomes a perennial top fifteen name in the, the cultural recruiting game. It wouldn't surprise me if this is kind of a one off deal. Recruiting can be good after this, but it almost feels like this 2023 deal is the perfect storm for us. And we've had good one-offs before. Of course. I mean, and, and, not like this, but we've had good one-offs no, before. No, not in this quantity. Uh, but I, and, and for those that, like, when, right, when you started that, when you said, like, those that, that look at this and see Louisville getting these recruits, you go, this is why Neil's bad. I had to, to like, come disagree to that. I think this is, like, the positive of Neil. I agree. Neil, to, to say this is why Neil is bad is if – you had, you know, our, uh, you know, or maybe or, I'll say Oregon just because of Nike, but you have Oregon, Alabama, Ohio State, you know, Oklahoma, six schools getting everybody because they're willing to just basically give money to the third stringer, who you know may or may not play until his junior or senior year, even though they, you know, they were doing that beforehand. But you know, this is allowing some schools to get some parity, maybe a little bit more, with us getting some kids and other schools doing the same. So. No, this is you know if you don't like Neil, that's fine. I, again, I you know said in the past I wasn't a supporter of doing it the way they've done it, but it's here now. Let's embrace it, and Louisville is, and this is the positive that you're going to get from Neil of seeing a school like Louisville start getting some of these recruits and not everyone just going to the same six schools. And I think it's weird that it's made not just rival fans, but seemingly like fans who have no connection or no beef with Louisville upset. If I saw, it, I'm trying to pick a random program. If I saw this happening at Minnesota, Minnesota, perfect. I like PJ Fleck. I'd be like, this is kind of cool. Like, at least it's something different. At least it's a shakeup. In the last few years, where we've had at least a couple of the top ten college basketball recruits go to kind of programs off the beaten path, I thought that's been fun. What's the fun in? And I'm not just saying this because I don't like them, but like, what's the fun in? UK Duke, UK Duke, Duke UK, Duke UK every year. Kansas tossed in there, Arizona up there. Like, let's spread the wealth out. There's a million college basketball games on every night. I like having a reason to stay up late and watch Cal, like when they had Jalen Brown and those guys that year. Like, they, it was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, so any of your posts that had not been worth watching. I'm well, no, <laughs> then you know, Y King got in there and won like seven games in two years. It's, <laughs> it's been it's been a rough go for them since. Thank you, overselling on that. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. But I like I think that's good for the sport. I think it's fun. I enjoy having yeah. something different happen. Like what's the what's the point in getting excited about this if it's going to be more or less the same exact thing year after year after year after year, which is what we see in college football more so than any other major American sport. I'm I'm surprised there hasn't been more of like the average fan, like the I don't know, like Wisconsin fan out in the Midwest being like, yeah, go Louisville. You go get them. This is cool. Take all those kids from Texas. Get those kids away from California. Don't let them go to USC. Don't let them go to Bama. Yeah, bring I them mean, in there. Like, because I, I, I feel like that, I'd be doing that if it was me cheering, like watching Minnesota do something like. If that. I'm Michigan State, same thing. Yeah, that type. That, if you're that that kind of level where you're like, like that, just close to second tier, without even nil. Seeing Louisville take these guys from the ones that, yeah, hell yeah, I'd be excited about those schools. Now you mentioned yesterday there was a a lot of buzz and. The, the current recruits were doing the whole, like, basically, like, another commit's coming, another commit's coming. And there was some, I think, chatter that it was going to be Madden Sanker, the offensive lineman, the four-star offensive lineman. And Madden also, like, he kind of plays into it a little bit, too, because Keith Wynn tweeted, like, I would expect the next commit to be an offensive lineman if there is one today. And, like, Sanker likes the tweet right away. Oh, like, just kind of, like, letting people know. 
But you gotta love those Twitter games. He did not end up committing, obviously, yesterday. Ah. He has not committed yet today. But Chad Simmons, who's the director of recruiting for On3, did go ahead and place a crystal ball prediction that Madden Sanker will commit to Louisville today. So that's he, he's pretty good, pretty reliable. The word has become it's either going to be Louisville or Georgia. The sooner a commitment's made, probably the better for Louisville coming off of his visit. I think it's a done deal. He just he didn't like Keith's kind of blowing the load early there. You're gonna blame Keith here, and so he's he's still committing. No, no, the Keiths don't don't get mad at me. My birthday buddy, <laughs> my birthday brother, but. You know, I think just because he saw that and he was like, "Oh, he thinks I'm committing right away, huh?" Well, I'm just going to wait a week now, and but he's still committing to us. Don't worry. He's there was a. I'll pull the curtain back a little bit here. I got a message from a a current coach today. Okay. Who just was like, "Hey, can you eat Keith back on the show next week?" <laughs> so we can get another one in the boat. He's like, "Monday or Tuesday would be nice." I was oh, like, "I was like, we can make it happen." Wait, coach listening to the show—that's a scary thought for me. <laughs> there, there are multiple. <laughs> wow. You should know that from last year when we had the scoops going. Yeah, that's true. And then one of them was <laughs> openly trying to figure did. out who it, it was. Killed the scoop because that's. Well, yeah, one of them was like texting me, like trying to openly figure out who it was. Like I think it was this guy. <laughs> he thought it was Stu Holt, and Stu Holt ended up leaving. So I wonder if he got accused. I was like, it's not Stu Holt, but I wonder if they just didn't believe him. But it's, dude, it like this is so fun watching other fan bases melt down, which we're gonna talk a little bit more. Oh, the. <laughs> what? TJ, T- TJ, and Nick are in pure like uh, I like to call it Mar- uh, Mike Epps. Mode from Friday after next. One of my favorite scenes when when Ice Cube goes to talk to the next door hottie and he's like, "I know you ain't gonna get her. I know you gonna get her. I hope you <laughs> hope don't you get don't her. get her." Fa- how it's not a gif or a meme out there, I don't know why. It should be easy to find that, but it's not. Like that's that is the where they're at with Ruben Owens the third this morning, and they're not alone. They're there. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I was just saying like he's, he's he'll never make it here. Oh yeah, oh, I, he, every UK fan I know is like, "We'll see. We'll see." Hope you don't get him. Better hope. <laughs> I, and I, I think it's wishful thinking. Like, I mean, we have reason to be worried he's his little fans, but come on. I mean, of course. I mean, this is he, this real. That hate he's me. also a kid who previously had committed to Texas. There's that. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not saying he's a serial committer and decommitter. Well, that's an even trade. We gave him Carr and uh, and 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 a Hunter in basketball. They gave us Owens in football. And Kentucky gave him Devin Askew. <laughs> they, they gave him right and back. And then they gave him right away. <laughs> they sent him back. They sent him to California and never went. We gave him Charlie Strong. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. They probably want to send him back. Well, yeah, but they that, that was their fault. They ruined it. They're the ones that left the milk out on, out, out of the fridge. I agree with that. On that one. But. <laughs> that was a weird analogy to use. <laughs> like I was saying yesterday, like, there's not, a, like, I'm not 100% calm. I'm not sitting here saying, like, I have no doubt whatsoever that Ruben Owens will be signing his name on the dotted line and eventually suiting up for the Louisville Cardinals. But I'm more confident than I would have been if this were the status quo, if this were the old days, the the old days two or three years ago when a- NIL Last didn't year. exist. <laughs> yeah, like, because then he takes a visit to tech, he goes to A&M, he goes to Bama, yeah. he goes wherever, and you're like, well, you know, they, they, they a, clearly have things that we can't compete with. Like a car, a new car or something they give them, yeah. But know. in this day and age where we are you know, doing unconventional things, by the book, by the book, to get players to commit to us, you have to assume that we're going to continue to do unconventional things to keep these players in the fold. And if he's coming here in part because of what's been promised or what's been offered or because of what he thinks he's going to be able to get here both on and off the field, then that's not going to change in the next six months. I know the expectations are already higher than me on a Thursday night or Wednesday night or Tuesday night or, or Tuesday afternoon. Any day that ends in a Y. But any day that ends in a Y. Uh, for, for basketball recruiting as it is. But is there anything more even 
if there if it's possible, added pressure onto the recruiting of basketball with the amount of push that they're putting that the, the football program is getting with no money right now and successfully getting that the basketball. I mean, because this is where I mean, no matter what, unless things can change in maybe twenty years, we're always going to be a basketball school first, and especially the fan base. And just in general, when you have to pick one, you know, pick your favorite kid. You got you're going to pick basketball nine out of ten times. Yeah. So with the foot, with you seeing this kind of push from the the, and you like you said, getting getting you know Clarkson out there and his his cheerleading has helped. But obviously, there is if Dan Patrick is anywhere in the ballpark of true, you know, a, a heavy sum of money going into this nil for, for for football recruiting, and I love to see it. But if it's not anywhere matched or topped in basketball. I mean, there's not that there's already, again, pressure to begin with. Does this maybe even add more pressure to Kenny Payne in recruiting? It's an interesting point because there's a, I was going to use the word bizarre, and I think it applies, but there is a bizarre juxtaposition right now between the men's basketball program and the football program when it comes to recruiting. Because when, I mean, think about five months ago. If you had, if you had said in January, hey, Kenny Payne's going to be the head coach in the summertime, and Scott Satterfield's going to keep his job. He's still going to be the coach here. You would have thought, you know, flashy cars, airplanes, <laughs> five-star kids, unparalleled, unprecedented recruiting success would be the basketball program. And, like, passing oh, on, yeah. taking passes on talented kids and saying we don't want kids coming here for the wrong reasons and we're all about culture, 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 that would have been the football program. Oh. It's done a complete reversal. It, it's been like, and it's weird to talk about because you've got Kenny Payne on one hand talking to the season ticket holders saying, like, we don't want kids just to come here for NIL. We want kids to come here for you know, the glory of Rome, for the, this program, for what we can give them on the court, for the history, for our coaching, to be better people. Like, we don't want just talented kids and talented coaches. We want great human beings, which is something that you could have heard Scott Satterfield saying two years ago. And instead, you, you've got not that we're getting terrible kids, but we're, I mean, we're giving them jets. Look, they're giving them jets, Trev. <laughs> Everybody's flying their own jets around here. Like, we're pulling out all the stops. We've, we've got five-star kids from Texas who didn't know where Louisville was on a map you know, two months ago coming in town and posing in Lamborghinis and, and posing in UofL jerseys and committing to Louisville a couple of days later. Like, this is it, – it's just a, a strange, strange thing. One program is clearly using NIL to the fullest extent, and the other is is not – and if you told me which one was going to be which five months ago, I would have absolutely said it was going to be men's basketball, and it, it's it's been the opposite. So I'm not sure how that changes, but it's a it's a fair point. If it's why I keep saying let's hold off on the Kenny Payne thing until whether it's effu- effusive DJ praise, decision. yeah, whether it's effusive praise or effusive criticism, let's just see how this 2023 class plays out because that's what we were promised. We were we were promised he was going to go out there and get some of the best players in every single recruiting class every single year. We weren't. We were given no promises about transfer portal guys with the NCAA potential postseason ban hanging over our heads. Still, we weren't told. You know, he's going to come in here and steal a bunch of guys in the 2022 class. And if he swings and misses on the 2023 class, which he's already got a couple, he's got Caleb Glenn already locked in. Mm-hmm. You feel good about that? He's got a bunch of the highest the top 20 kids in that class who have Louisville on their short list. We're in the heavy hunt for you know, obviously, like you said, some of the top guys. But if we end up with a recruiting class that looks kind of like Chris Mack's second, where it's Ooh. the Super Six and you're like, you know, you're top 10, but you're not really that good, and nobody thinks you're going to be you're that elite. Stretching to be hyped over over your recruits because you're just desperate for a good yeah. recruiting class. I think then some of the criticism that's already being lobbed around a little bit right now becomes more valid. And then it becomes a, you know, this isn't what we signed up for. 
are we really using NIL the right way? Yeah. Should we be changing our, our game here, our philosophy? But uh, until then, like, I, I'm not willing to kind of – it's bizarre right now, don't get me wrong, but I'm not willing to jump to any sort of gigantic conclusions because we are still so new to this and because it is such a unique situation for pain. I can already just hear – I just already know the, the social media message board hot topic, if, if that comes to truth, will be when can Kenny Payne just drop his morals and just – Suck it up and just do like everyone else and get these kids. When will Kenny Payne get as cool as Scott Satterfield? Yeah, oh my <laughs> Something Lord. that we did not think we'd be Man. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Satterfield gets it. <laughs> Payne doesn't, clearly. Five months ago, you tell me, we're going to be repeating the phrase, will, we, will anybody ever be at blank be as cool as Scott Satterfield? I'd just be like, I told you, bizarre is the man. right word. We're, we're in the upside down. That's... <laughs> I might have gone to rehab. <laughs> Man. Uh, Texas, I, I just looking at the nominations real quickly before we go to break. Uh, we have to give a nomination to the squall. The squall. <laughs> uh, Rich Strike got a nomination. Wait, wait, Rich Strike? What? Coward. Wouldn't run in the Preakness. Cowardly. So, oh, oh. Was a no. dud in the Belmont. Dud. The fact that he still came as an 80 to 1, second highest odds ever. In what, 100 and how many derbies we had? 150? I mean, no, he's not. No, that, that, throw that at least, no, throw that out. Tick says, went from cool, uncool to cool, Drake, Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm dropping dropping bars. You're not wrong. Call me Mr. Good Bar. You're not wrong. I can't steal that. That's my boy, Daniel Guest. He's Did you hear any of that album? Uh, the new Drake album? There's a new Drake album? It dropped at midnight a few days ago. People just crucified it. Immediately. I only know one Drake song, and that's the bottom of the top song. That's you only know one Drake song? That's the only song I know, yeah. I guarantee you know more. You just don't know that they're Drake. Name one. So you know started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah, because that which song annoys me. What you call that song, top to bottom? That song always annoys me because he acts like he's came from like like the projects. It's like, dude, you were upper middle class in Toronto. You were on Degrassi at like 13, okay? You were in Degrassi. You, 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 mean, you were in a wheelchair in Degrassi. Yeah, don't give me the, I'm, just coming, I, I'm coming up with my bootstraps. I guarantee then, you know like the, just hold on, we're going home. That was everywhere for a while. No. Oh, no, 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 I don't know that one, but didn't he do a Hot Bling song? Hotline Bling. Okay, yeah, yeah I do remember. I don't, there you go. That song sucked, but yeah, I do. It I was do, not a good I, song. No, but I do remember that that name. Okay, uh, I, I, honestly, I don't think I could name. Yeah, I just don't. Drake's just. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I can I can have a short lease somewhat for Canadian music, but God, <laughs> I draw a lot of Canadian rap. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll read some of your text five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We'll also get to the the shots being lobbed from Lexington against our football program. I'm a Blue Jay fan, I can say these things. You can. That's fine. Uh, we'll talk about the rivalry summer talk coming up here after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show live from Jeffersonville here on fourteen fifty The Big X. a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control it's cool to dance but what about a groove to soothe here, the i can't hear without thinking say by the bell give me a soft subtle mix say by the bell malibu sands then don't try to fix it didn't think summertime yes the they did adjust the bass and let the they started the first episode when they went to the summer with this song it's the very first like moment when they went and saw, when they hooked up with uh, the girl from King of Queens, 
Yes, exactly. Stacey Carosi. Yeah. There was like it was like a ten episodes where they were there. No, I remember. Yeah, the very first one. It starts off with this. I don't remember that. Well, you should have. That's how I. I, don't, I would guess this. I can't remember. Just, I would have. Probably the best Will Smith song. Even out yet. Probably the best Will Smith song. Uh oh man, it's. <laughs> just remember, see, this is an example. Will remember when Will Smith was cool. Uh, it, he was. <laughs> I don't know. Parents just don't understand, and it's pretty. It's it's right up there too, though. Hmm. I mean, I I could see. Uh oh, you know, I I think we have to do to answer this. What's that? Spotify. Oh, okay. We haven't done that in a while. We have not done this in a while. Well, I, I guarantee it's going to be like getting jiggy with it. Oh no, I mean that's just that's just why we for humanity. But we were saying like best. <laughs> I, I'm not like most popular. I still different. would say summertime or parents don't understand or jiggy with it are one of the three most popular. I I, I thought getting jiggy with it would be number one. It's Men a in black. it is a very very close number two. So well, that has 258 million plays. Number one on his list has 259 million plays. Ooh. It has not been mentioned. Did, I say, did you hear me say Men in Black? It is not. Here come the Men in Black. Uh, what, what was the other popular song? Not the Freddy Krueger song, but uh, Parents Just Don't Understand. Um, the number one song for Will Smith on Spotify. Oh, he had two that were really popular on that same album. I can't remember the other one. The more he's, he, he picks up with the girl, and she, he's, driving the Ferrari, he's driving the Porsche. It's, I, I believe this is the same song. Oh, what's the name of the song? It's a city. No, maybe that's not it. What's the name? What's Welcome the song? to Miami. Oh, no, that's different. Benvenido, no. Sami. Oh, God. Party in the city where the heat is on all no. night on the streets till the break of dawn. The, I'm going to Miami. And then two of the top five, which this shouldn't count, are the songs from Aladdin, like the new Aladdin that he was in. Oh, God. Why? I saw it. It was fun. Did you really? Yeah, it was fun. I, I haven't watched any of the. Uh, you know, another one I just thought we could. I'm surprised you didn't think of is just the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme. Yeah. I could see that even being on there. I would too. Uh, Thornton Sex Lines 502-414-1450. Girls of the World Ain't Nothing But Trouble. That was a song. I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt you. That was, Thank you. That was a song. I'm to, Trevor Ain't Nothing But Trouble. I know. <laughs> Texture says, Mike, oh, this is, I can't believe it's taken this long in the offseason to get to this point before this came up. Mike, back in October of 2021, I sent in a question about changing the third down music to bring back Bring the Ruckus by Wu-Tang Clan. You said we will talk about that on June 22nd of 2022. <laughs> I'm not going to force you, but do you want to set a good example for Virginia and Trevor Jr.? So let's have a conversation about the third down music. Also, can I get a 30-second Trevor opinion on the Sasha Banks situation? <laughs> First of all. What a fantastic – this guy set a reminder right away. That is awesome. One of the better texts we've gotten in recent memory. It makes me so bad. If I was a better producer, I'd go back to that show and pull that clip and combine it with this clip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be just, just – that's gold. That is perfect. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm scrolling back now through his text. He's texted the show a lot. I'm trying to find. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to find the text from October. Well, you could just actually you can just do a search of a word on there. You can actually. That's a good idea. I should just search yeah, ruckus. Yeah. How many? How many? How many people do you think have texted with the, the phrase Wu Tang Clan in, in our show's time frame? I might underestimate it. I, I might be, but. Um, well, while you looked that up, do you want to get my 30 seconds? He did, October 25th. There it is. October 25th. <laughs> I think we get a salad if we pick the right third down music. I recommend Wu-Tang Clan's Bring to Ruckus. That's great. Incredible. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, my thoughts on Sasha Banks. Um, I you know, hope she goes to AW and excels. She's a, a I had no player. idea who you were talking about. Uh, Sasha Banks, she's actually the, the, uh, the cousin of Soup Dog, but a very popular oh, okay. wrestler in WWE. Uh, quit once. And then finally quit again because in both times she just felt like she was being mistreated and probably was. Um, so, yeah, I hope she uh, she's a great performer. hope she does well. well I'll, I'll, just be safe. Sasha is a very dangerous. She's one of those people that will 
has no qualms on doing risky moves for entertainment, and it's kind of shortened her career a little bit. Hmm. So it's kind of like the young, uh, young bucks and type uh, Jeff Hardy without hopefully the substance abuse. I'm going to say this just because that texture was so impressive that, that he remembered it all the way back. <laughs> I'm now in favor of playing Bring to Ruckus I mean, on third down. If anything, it should get it at least for a, a game, right? I mean, we should give it a shot. I'm with it. Uh, our guy it's Rashawn Myers, Rashawn Myers t- tweeted at both of us, at Rashawn with two A's on Twitter. So I remember back a few years ago when Penn State, who was still reeling from the aftermath of the scandal, they had that unbelievable year recruiting where they got a ton of top recruits in one class. No one batted an eye because of PSU tradition. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get what he's – the other thing that allowed Penn State well, to kind of bounce back from all that is, remember they had... They hired Josh Franklin, who was just hot at the time. James. James, I'm sorry, yeah. They yeah. also... I remembered his first name back then when he was hot, now he's cold. <laughs> they also had a, a politician, I think it may have been the governor of Pennsylvania, either that or it was a U.S. senator, who straight up sued the NCAA over the punishments oh, that, yeah. that they gave, and won. Yeah. And that's where they got their bull bans overturned. They got their yeah. all the records taken away, that have been taken away overturned. All the punishments for front page news. All of it returned was on the third page, and which is how it usually goes. Yeah, and except in our case, which <laughs> we don't get anything overturned. <laughs> yeah. They're like great arguments. We're not changing anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we well we did win our lawsuit. We had Luke Hancock now can call himself the 2013 most outstanding that's player. That's true. That's a good point. We've got that banner. Banner still up there. Um, but it, it is interesting how when it's us. It's different, and and I get it. Penn State was you know really good at nineteen in, in fo- at football in the nineteen thirties, and we weren't. No, they were good for pretty much whole paternal era, which is like the sixties up until the nineties. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. I was, it was making it. I a know. Joke. It, it is. Uh-huh. It, it's different when a program that's been down for a while gets it going on the recruiting trail, and they haven't had a whole lot of history of getting it going on the recruiting trail, whereas Penn State had had. Top ten classes before, even you know, dating back to before they could do ranking systems. So, I, I get why there was less of an eye batting in that situation than there has been with us. But let's not act like the stuff with basketball, with the basketball program, and the stigma that's attached to U of L athletics in general because of what happened with the basketball program isn't it playing at least some of the a part here. Because when you read the the, the responses from general fans who have no, you know, not rivals with Louisville, there's still a whole lot of the well, it's. Of course, it's Louisville. We know they they're not above doing anything or below doing anything to try and get players. At least they're not getting the strippers. Like that has rubbed off a little bit on the football program. Even though football has not been in any sort of trouble with the NCAA in like what decades, um, like, like since like the mid '90s. It's not fair, but it's the way it's going to be for a while until we get far enough removed from everything that took place that people just kind of forget about it, which is going to be, I think, a long time. I mean, I don't know where the rankings were, but I mean. Uh, I'd be something to say that I wouldn't even be surprised if Penn State's, even in the midst of that stuff going on, still had probably good recruiting classes anyway. They never probably took a step back. Now, the difference is kind of that Bill O'Brien sucks as a coach. And even when you have talent, a guy like that will still go 7-5. and five. Look at, you know, Michigan in so many cases. Yeah. I mean, these, I mean, a lot of times these schools don't take dips in recruiting. I mean, they, they, they drop off with the coach not being good. And then James Franklin comes in and wins, you know, Takes him, what, a year or two, and he's now winning double-digit games again. We got a KRC text. Love KRC I love the KRC text because they're so angry. I, I, I feel like the— <laughs> Are they angry at us now? I mean— No, 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 they're, they're not at us. I, I feel like the—our <laughs> listeners, like, don't get me wrong, they'll 
respond to us when they think that we say stupid things or they disagree. Yeah. But it's always like a lighthearted, like, friend thing. Like, I, I feel like the people who are local fans who are listening to us genuinely like us. I feel like the KRC listeners hate Roush and Walker. <laughs> wow. I feel like they hate listen because some of these are just so they're just so like you are are the biggest idiot. So here's the text. Rouch dropped a decent bomb this morning. Texture says saying facilities are overrated yeah. in college athletics is one of the dumbest arguments Roush has ever made. Yep. The point is. is always made that Stoops came on board and he got the boosters to pony up for facilities and it changed the trajectory of the program. Facilities, they matter. Did Roush say that? He did. Uh, one of my oh, I, I agree with the text. One of my favorite texts today to his response to that was just goes, Roush, are you high? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a bad take. That's a bad take, yeah. I mean, to say facilities don't matter, I mean, come on. I mean, that's... There's no dominant program in any college sport that has no, awful facilities. No, there's no one. I mean, the only, no. The last team, I think, to actually do any kind of success to a season in the postseason that had, like, just horrible facilities was probably Hawaii. The year they had that they went and got just dismantled by Georgia and the shoot. Yeah, I mean June that their their facility is so bad. Jones left and went to SMU for less money. R.I.P. Colt Brennan. Yeah, I mean, but that's and that's Hawaii. So I mean, that's yeah. There's no way. I mean, no facilities are huge, Matt. Huge impact. Texas says, as far as least cool person, I nominate the lawmakers who keep blocking sports betting. <laughs> is that the, what's his name? Uh, Thayer, isn't it? Damon Thayer. Or is he, is he the weed or is he, is he gambling? I forget. I think he's gambling. Okay. I mean, they're all the same people. Yeah, well, yeah. He's, I, know, I know he's blocking one while, you know, making a profit off bourbon off the, out of the other side of hand. It's the, and this is a, I'm coming to this from an apolitical point. This, it's a merely a statement of fact. It's the Senate Republicans in the Kentucky legislature. Like, that's, that's all it is. Like every single yeah. Democrat's in favor of this. Every time they do a vote on it. Every single Democrat's in favor, I mean, and a handful last... of Republicans are, but not enough to make it the what the the, the quorum they need, yeah. whatever, whatever the, the amount is. Because remember, we, we had the hold like it's not even a majority. You have to have more than just the, the standard majority. If it was just majority, this would have passed. It has to be like I think ten above the majority. Remember, we I ranted on this the yeah, day we it was had happening. one a couple not too long ago where it was it came close, right? And didn't it? It should have. Like again, you had the majority, but there were there's a handful of. Senate Republicans that refuse to budge on this for moral purposes or whatever, despite the fact that an overwhelming majority of both Democrats and Republicans in the state, their constituents, want this to happen. We want it to happen. A majority of the politicians want it to happen. The House passed it, and this small group of people, they're the reasons it's being held up. I like those people that stopped Top Golf at Hurstburn Lane. Or tried to. It's or not, tried to. It's going up now, baby. Oh, so that you're telling me whole city's going that. down. Whole city's going to hell now. We're gonna be blinded in about five months. Well, I mean, if we're gonna get it passed, then we need to convince a few, a few Republicans because something tells me, you know, any no anytime, anytime soon, that the state's gonna be majority blue in the Senate. I don't know, man. I, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I don't, exactly. So where we might want to start working on those Republicans. I don't think the other one's probably a pipe dream. You know what has to happen? We have to somehow convince these people that Kentucky basketball is in jeopardy if these laws don't get oh, passed. Oh, that's uh, – amen. Because when we had the NIL stuff, when it was like, oh, this may negatively affect Kentucky athletics, yeah. boom, it was passed in like five hours. It was okay. done. It might be the best thing that uh, Brashear, the governor, has ever done. Oh, it was, it was so fast. Like, and everybody was on board. Like Everybody was like, hell yeah, we got to get this done. Boom, I think done. it's the most popular day of his entire tenure in office. Somebody convinced people that they'll never go to another Final Four if weed isn't legalized in the state of Kentucky, and everybody's lighting up by Friday. It's done. It's over. That has to happen. It's the only way. It's the only route. We can do this. 
Texas said, when you were gone, Mike, I asked every guest host about Arby's. I forgot to mention it. <laughs> he did. Well done. <laughs> he, did. he did do that. Texas, God's been taking some angry. God's been taking some angels recently before World War and imminent rapture. Yeah. We're on the brink. Aren't we up to like World War 13 by now? Every time there's something to happen, it's going to be next World War. Next World War, we're going to have Civil War. I think that's been talking about. Yeah. I mean, I've been hearing about that for as long as the uh, prediction of the earthquake in Kentucky thing. Weird stuff's happening, Charles. Yeah. Oh, I know, yeah. Texas says uh, FedEx losing Russ Smith's jersey was a lock. Don't I don't even remember that happening, It was actually. a big story. I don't really remember that. I also says Pierce Clarkson building his team like Danny Ocean. <laughs> Can we? Who would be which characters then? Oh, Who's God. the Brad Pitt? Ruben Owens? Is he Brad Pitt? Has to be Pitt. You're my okay. Pitt. Well then, who then who would be your number three kind of guy? Would be your your Matt Damon? Who's that? Is that uh, is that the receiver? Moore? DeAndre Moore would have okay. to be. Yeah. Who's the weird? Who's the uh, the annoying brothers from Utah? No, because <laughs> everybody's cool that we have in our class. That's true. Well, it's, they're cool. It's Chillville. Too. Yeah, they're cool. Who's the inside guy? The, uh, the did anybody die? <laughs> did anybody get kicked out? That could be Martell Height, the decommit. <laughs> I don't want him dead. Wait, who died in Ocean's Eleven? I just asked if anybody did. Oh, no, no, no. <clears throat> did anybody like get arrested, like, get eliminated from the plan because I mean, he left? I mean, Danny got d- detained. There you go, Martel Height. <laughs> He's gone. You know, there's a little tidbit. Every scene in that movie, Brad Pitt's eating. Did not know that. Yeah, now you can't help but notice it. I, I'm sure I will now. Uh, I think the hate from random fans comes from them thinking Louisville uh, is notorious cheaters based on what has happened in basketball. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying, too. I, well, the hate's just because it's a robbery hate. If Kentucky was doing this. But we're not talking about the Kentucky thing. fans. I think random, he says random fans in the text. Oh, okay. And I think that that's accurate. I think there's a stigma attached to Louisville. Whether you want to argue that that's fair or unfair, I won't get into it. I think a lot of it is very unfair. But rightly or wrongly, there's a stigma attached to us. And when rival fans see us doing something weird to them, like recruiting at this level in football, they're going to cast aspersions like the ones that have been cast for the last couple of weeks. And does it bother it's not going to stop. Do, does, do you care or do you just laugh it off when, when people say, oh, they must be cheating? Or... Oh, I don't care. I mean, we've been saying that about Florida State for like 30 years. I mean, I mean, you've been saying about that every program. Yeah, I mean, Alabama, Auburn. I mean, come on. I mean, and let's just say it. Like, the Clemson fans – Acting like they haven't been funneling money to recruits through churches for years, which has been something that's been talked about by a lot of people, <laughs> is, is hilarious. Which is so Clemson, too, to be using the front of the church, this holier-than-thou thing, to, to get money to recruits, which is what a lot of people have been saying I'm for they've been doing the for years. on this one. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm, because of our situation on radio station, I'm going to split the fifth on this one. Well, <laughs> just saying. It's been a thing for a while. Texter uh, t- says... Kicker Justin Tucker is Texas' best current NFL player. They need to go sit in the corner and let us big boys play this game. We brought this up. Was it with you when we started talking about Texas draft picks? Their lack of draft picks. Recently. Yeah, and he's he was undrafted, but he's yeah he is their best player. And not that's a bad thing because Justin Tucker is a kicking god. I love Justin Tucker. Uh, he's maybe one of the few non-Eagle jerseys I'll ever own, other than Sam Madison, because he won me fantasy football. But yes, he is the best Texas player out there. I mean they. You know, I mean, I know he's maybe one of the best kickers of this generation in top five of all time, possibly. But still, if you're te- that, that's good to say if you're like Georgia Southern, like if you're Texas, and Georgia Southern is a good one, Tyler Bass. But, but when you're Texas, you're he was good as Justin Tucker is in his position. It shouldn't be your best player in the NFL currently. They haven't had a first round pick since 2015. 
It was something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. 2015. And they've had... We went over this one time on the show. Yeah, they've had up, two yeah. since 2010. Yeah. Maybe shut up a little bit, right? <laughs> it's, I mean, not to mention, how, I mean, what's their record been in that span as well? I mean, it's not, not great. Like yeah. I mean, Texas was a once... Uh, but Texas is one of the schools where it just... It, it, almost to me, it comes down to coach. Like, is the program's going to be able to get talent, usually. Yeah. It's so you've got to... And, and trust me, I... I think they gave a little up a little too early on Herman. Maybe even strong. I don't think strong was just a bad fit, but uh, but Sark, no, that's bad, bad, horrible hire, and it's going to turn out to they're going to realize they they made a mistake here very soon. Yeah, uh, Texas Rich Strike's owner is definitely the least cool. Yeah, we shouldn't was blame Rich. We shouldn't blame Rich Strike. Yeah, he ain't on the horse. He it's the be, maybe he wanted to run. Texas <laughs> says he bit a he bit a bleeping horse, Trevor. Who bit the horse? Rich Strike. Oh, yeah, Rich Strike. Yeah. Also says, I nominate. So what? He's a little kinky. What's a, You know, he just won the Derby. They got, the horse can get away with it. Same texture says, I nominate the songs that Trevor plays on the show. Oh, that's that's funny, actually. <laughs> Texture says, White Iverson is a banger. It's not a Will Smith song. Isn't that. Uh... Machine Gun Kelly? Is that what it is? Or is that okay. yeah, Post Malone? Post Malone. How could you get those two mixed up? Post Malone. I think it's Post Malone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Texas said uh, that that was a KRT text. I should have known. Which one? The post? The Wyatt Iverson's a banger. Oh. <laughs> Texas Miami basketball is doing exactly what Louisville football is doing, and there is no complaints about it. Also, Switch is Will Smith's best song. Well, I wouldn't say there's no complaints. They're they're <laughs> well, their own players were the only ones complaining about yeah, it, and I mean, now they're getting the talked about the NCAA. Yeah, NCAAs and their crosshairs again for the I mean, thirteenth time in twelve years. But the the difference <laughs> though is like they have. Like one guy fueling that whole thing, and everybody He's being very blatant about exactly. What he's doing. It's yeah. John Ruiz, the the, the 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 millionaire who's down there, and everybody like he's been open and honest. He's not even a million; he's a billionaire. I should use the right phrase. Is he really? What do you? How do you make a billion dollars? I don't know. What's his name? Mini Marts. John Ruiz. <laughs> Mini Marts. Yeah. It's like Jimmy Haslin. <laughs> That's what he did. Um, oh, is he really? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just joking. <laughs> but he was interviewed by the NCAA because like they've been like with the. The whole situation with Nigel Pack coming in from Kansas State and then Isaiah Wong being like, well, he's getting more than I'm getting in my deal. I'd like to renegotiate at this point. And Ruiz then talking to him and, and Wong being like, no, never mind, we're good. Like That's going to raise some eyebrows. And like I, I think the NCAA, I don't think they have the power to do anything to Miami basketball, but you can understand why they got involved. And, and Ruiz was, you know, his quotes, I think when it came out, he was like, I'm totally comfortable with what we're doing. I've got nothing to hide. Uh, I talked to the NCAA. It went very well. They're trying to wrap their their hands around this sudden <clears throat> change of environment. They're trying to figure out how this landscape is working. Basically, he was like, they you know, didn't make these rules. They've got no idea how to police this. They're just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, and that's understandable. They've, you know, when they sat on their hands for so long and chose not to do anything about NIL, even though this anybody could have told you that this storm was coming, this is what you wrought. Like, like this is if you weren't going to act, if you weren't going to try to set up any sort of infrastructure to to deal with this, then when states started passing their own laws, you were always going to be left in the dark. And they've been like they're five years behind, and they keep talking about we're going to fix this, we're going to punish teams that are using NIL the wrong way. Good luck. You you have no rules. You have no bylaws. You have nothing to. You have no power to punish anybody. Well, there for is some rules, but schools are ignoring them anyway. Well, no, there are they, state they, they laws. Have, they have said rules that like you can't use it to technically recruit. You can't give. A, they don't have those rules. I, there are no over, overarching set of rules. The NCAA has not acted on this. They, well, now, now acting on it and having them are two different things. They don't have them. 
Okay. I mean, I, I could have swore that was a, 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 I don't know if you want to call it a bylaw or a rule or a, a guideline or. Any rules anything. that they have set up are superseded by state laws anyway. Like, <sighs> you can argue effectively in court that, like, like, that's how this whole thing got started. The NCAA tried to block. California was the first state to do this. They tried to black Gavin yeah. Newsom, and they were like, well, no. Well, <laughs> who's to stop somebody from saying you can't? You have to sit out of here to transfer in the state go, uh-uh-uh. No. Well, that is a little bit different. I mean, there, where, there, where's the line, though? Well, the line is they – I mean, you make me get into this. The line is <laughs> well, that the NCAA – hear me talk about John Ruiz's history. The NCAA <laughs> tried to argue that, by definition, players going to – players in athletic programs aren't employees when – Every other thing, like, by legal definition, says they are. And they lost in, in court a million times to a million different states, and that's why all these NIL laws got passed, even though the NCAA attempted to block them. And if they're going to try to supersede it like law, it's not going to work. Now, if, if we're talking about things like transferring and eligibility, they can control a little bit of that. Like th- That's more within their realm. But as far as kids being able to make money off their names likeness, that's they're working in a gray area, and they've got no idea how to handle it because they have no idea what's going on. And... It's why they're trying to interview people like John Ruiz and saying, like, tell us exactly what you're doing so we can try to figure out how this is going to happen in other places and what rules we may be able to make that can be by the law. So it's you know, they're, they're, they're way late. Speaking of John Ruiz, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Unless he doesn't? He, unless he is a retired boxer, which I don't think is the same person. Did you spell it right? Uh, no, it's spelled right, but it, it, the, the, the person in question is John H. Ruiz. Okay. I'm assuming it's R-U-I-Z. R-U-I-Z is correct. Yeah, yeah. And it is if you do just a Wikipedia, it's, it goes to a boxer. He is, though. He has a, a an about page on his JohnRuiz.com. Doesn't get a wiki page, but has a website. Uh, in his biology, uh, biology biography, it says, and I quote, an entrepreneur, attorney, and businessman. Love that. Sounds like a drug dealer. Love that. John Ruiz is a founder and CEO of MSP Recovery, the country's healthcare reimbursement recovery of leader. Of course. Uh, how the hell does that guy have a billion dollars for this job listing? Because healthcare is a... Uh, is that what it is? He's just taking them over the coals? Pretty much. Yeah, they have a their company ba- is valued at thirty two point six billion dollars. Good God! I mean, <laughs> to quote Tommy Lee and uh, Fugitive, it's a monster. This company is a monster. That's that's nuts. That that's insane. Uh, Texas, it's the Go Home like Show. A tool, by the way, I'm just going to play. Yeah, let's see. Most <laughs> most billionaires. <laughs> I mean, just are people look. you want to hang out with on a Saturday this night? This look like I'm gonna you know put my mom in a third rate nursing home to save the profit on a. Oriental rug or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is kind of the look I get from him. Texas, it's the go-home show for AEW Forbidden Door. I need Ooh, Trev's yeah. thoughts on the show Sunday and tonight's go-home show. Uh, tonight should be uh, – who, who is tonight? Uh, there's there's a qualifying match, which is pretty going to be Maca- uh, Malachi Black's going to win because the Forbidden Show, Pinta's, for legal reasons, not allowed to be on it, so he's not going to win. Uh, I can't remember when Danielson is uh, making an announcement whether he, I guess he will wrestle at the show or not, but – the pay-per-view is looking interesting. I am looking forward to it. Okay. I thought it was going to be longer. I really don't have – I don't know all that's on the card. I know some of two things I can think of off the top of my head that are on there. I, they've, I'm sure announced other stuff that I'm brain farting on, but I'm looking forward to watching it when I see it. I'm getting to go home tonight. I'm going to order some food, sit back, watch a little AEW Live tonight. Plus, the pay-per-view on Sunday night is going to be perfect because we have a day bats game. So Oh, nice. It's going to work out. I, this is the one actually I wanted – I was going to go to this pay-per-view – but with uh, the bat stuff and um, I'm lazy, uh, I just decided just to watch, order and watch at home. Oh boy, I do want to go to pay per view sooner than that though. You and me are gonna. Plus, I got you and me are going to Detroit here in a few months. That's right. 
Have you told Mary that you're going to out of town for the weekend with me? I have not. Okay. I have not. Do we, do we take my son with us? Yeah, he can go. <laughs> Bring him to his first game. I'll Trust me, he, after have, having just driven 11 hours with me, he's great on the road. Is he? No. <laughs> <laughs> Kid cries a lot. You would not handle it well. He's not, he's not a car sleeper? I'm just kind of immune to it. I was just like, well, <laughs> just give him a bottle. <laughs> just give him a bottle. At some point, I'm like, I just I, I block it all out. Um, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Texas, I've got COVID, so my brain is a little hazy, but I did a double take when the texter asked Trevor about Sasha Banks because I misheard it as Sasha Cray. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, actually, my, my uh, take is the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Texas, can you give your best comparison on which former Cardinal played like new running back Ruben Sandwich coming to the Ville in 2023? Ruben the Sandwich? Um, well, he's 5'11", 200, so that's a good – I mean, he's a perfect size. The way he cuts reminds me of Bilal Powell. He's not yeah. – the running style is a little bit different. Powell is a hard-nosed down, downhill runner. And he's He's maybe more uh, – Powell maybe was a little bit more shifty. I think he's even more downhill than Bilal was. Okay. Well, he's, how much did Powell weigh? Wasn't he like 220, though? He was bigger. Yeah. Or maybe but he was stocky, though. awfully quick laterally. That's true. I don't, maybe I don't get enough credit for that. I want to say he, does, he reminds me a little bit of Bilal Powell with maybe a little bit of like a bigger back feel to him, like an Eric Shelton. Um, even though well, he's, he's smaller, normal. yeah, I know. Yeah, Eric Shaw was huge. But the way he runs reminds me a little bit of that. But uh, Powell is the, is the best comparison I can make. I, I think the, like the way they cut, the way they're just kind of like stutter when they get the ball in their hands for the first time reminded me a lot. Like, his highlight film reminded me a lot of Bilal's uh, when he was coming out of high school, and Bilal was much more raw. But you could still see that right away. Like I, I thought I was so pissed off that he wasn't getting carries. His Basically, until his senior year, I just didn't understand it. Even when we saw flashes of him, he he would produce. That's the best comparison I can make. I haven't which watched is the highlights, so and you can tell me how stupid this comparison sounds. But just when I look at his his measurements, like other than some of the names you mentioned, I mean, the name Colby Smith kind of comes to mind. Uh huh. I don't know if he's kind of that kind of. I mean, hope you hope maybe he's obviously maybe. I'm not saying Colby wasn't a good running back, but you know, maybe a little more productive than that. But. That or maybe like I don't know Lionel Gates kind of name. I mean, these are names just kind of pop in my head that are similar measurements. Yeah, they weren't bad running backs. No, no, not at all. But I mean, again, it's hard to compare. This is the number one class in America. The number number one running back in America. We haven't had a guy like this before. So you feel kind of weird comparing him to, to past level running backs, even though we've had our fair share of great running backs who've gone on to the NFL. Because when they were coming out of high school, none of them had this level of hype. Um, all right, it's 5 o'clock. We'll, we'll take a break. When we come back, I promise we'd talk about the U.K. stuff. We'll, we'll get into that in the first segment of the final hour. Mitch Barnhart taking shots, Vince Merrill taking shots. We'll talk about all that good stuff coming up here in hour number three. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, live from Jeffersonville on 1450 and 961, The Big X.
hot out there, and Mary just texted me to let me know that the AC is not working at our house. So, you want to? I read I was popping myself up when I was yelled, "Oh no!" Uh you want me turn the air down here, and you want to hang out here? Well, maybe, tonight? maybe, if that was a possibility. Uh well, honey, we were doing an extra hour longer tonight because we were delayed, and uh, I'll be home. Uh, I'll be home when I get there. That's gonna be tough. That's uh, no, that's a tough. Not the news I wanted to get today. I knew, I knew it was lagging a little bit. Like it was one of those where last night it got it up to like like we had it set at seventy one, and it was getting like when the hottest part of the day it was getting up to like seventy four in the house, seventy five. So I needed we knew we needed to like get some. What is it? Like not free on. I think that goes in cars, but refrigerant yeah, or whatever sure, you put yeah. in uh, the AC because we get pretty much every year we have to have this happen. And but she just, just like called and said it's not going This on. year you've told me your AC. Oh my god, AC and uh, we've had more. Heating, air conditioning problems that house. Now, have you? I, I know it's not. It's easier easier to say than do because they can be expensive. Have you? Are you just like kind of bandaging these, or when's the last time you put put forth and got like a brand new AC unit or whatever? Not since we moved in. You've been there a while, right? Eight years. The heating is about time. To- the heating's about time. The AC is good outside of the. It just needs. They're like, he's like, if you want to just, it's like 150 bucks to get like new refrigerant put in there every year. And if you want to get a whole new system, it's going to be way, way more. Oh, yeah. I mean, both units are expensive. So, I mean, yeah. Brand new, I know. But I mean, that's why you do, that's why you do repairs. But at some point, you got to look and go, if I'm doing the repairs this many times or having to repeal it this many times. I'm with you. But like, we're also probably like, we have like two more years left in the house. Well, yeah, I don't like to hell out as long as we can. That's a that's a tough. You're in a little rock and a hard place there. I'm aware. I'm aware. That's uh, not good. Also, seventy one out. Maybe it's, this is weird to me because this always baffles me when I, people tell me like what the temperature they keep their house in, especially in the summertime. Because of all things, you would think me, me being the big guy, I am I would have it at like in the sixties, right? Yeah. But I keep my house like seventy four, seventy five. Really. And I mean, I have I have fans in my, I have a couple fans in the house as well, but I never like I don't know. It just seems that seems comfortable enough to me. Now, also, I do walk. I'm pretty much just walk around in my underwear, pretty much. Yeah, that changes things. I mean, we before we had kids, like we would turn it down to like 68 for sleeping. Like I I love <sighs> I have to be cold when I'm sleeping. I do too. And now but with I the keep kids, a fan on me. Yeah, so. with, with the kids, we can't can't go that low. So. No, is so it's pretty much 71 all day long. That's still. I mean, maybe it's. Maybe that's why you're burning into it a little bit. Maybe you raise raise the temperature up. I think it's more the fact that it feels like it's 112 degrees outside right now. It does feel more than that. You know, I mentioned who has gotten a lot of least cool person love that we did not mention. And this is going to hurt your soul a little bit. Oh, no. The Bring Brom Home guy. No. A lot of people want him to win this thing. No, no. I think they misunderstood the rules. This is least cool, not most cool. They don't. You're only saying that because it was you. First of all, (laughs) it wasn't me. It wasn't, wasn't me, I swear. Uh, but no, I don't know. Why, why would you? No, 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 no. No, He was cool. He was just, he had a point. He was just trying to spread the good gospel of bring Brom home. All right, let's talk about the rivalry stuff. Because I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show when we first came on after the Bats game. It feels like old times. One of the things that I think people miss the most about Louisville versus Kentucky being the first game of the football season is the summer smack talk. It's Let's be real. When you play at the end of the year, it's hard to have a whole lot of back and forth when, you know, you've got know. 11 games. There's going to be a little bit of it, but it used to be like the players going at each other on Twitter. The, the billboards were everywhere. It was just 
All, like we'll see you on September first. We'll see you on August. Whenever the game was, like right. it was, it just kept happening. Losing one hundred and fifty to six over the last three years doesn't help either. Well, it doesn't. But like, you, you get what I'm saying. Like now, you can't be like, we'll see you. Like I mean, half the guys <laughs> tweeting, they might be hurt. They might have lost their starting jobs. You don't even know what teams are going to look like by the time you get to Thanksgiving weekend. It's impossible to talk about a game. And this week, I think it's kind of felt like old times because you've got Louisville football and their recruiting being one of the biggest stories nationally in the college football world. You've got UK fans being all up in arms about this. And then you've got now UK administrators slash coaches weighing in in a, in a variety of capacities. Let's start with the Mitch Barnhart stuff because, and this has nothing really to do with what UofL is doing recruiting-wise, but one of the bigger storylines from the last couple of months has been the SEC more likely than not going to a nine-game schedule. Mm-hmm. And Barnhart being one of the few ADs in the league opposed to it, and his reasoning being we got to keep Louisville on the schedule. And I think all the other ADs were like, well, there's nothing that says you can't keep Louisville as one of your three non-conference games. What are you talking about? And Barnhart was asked about this by John Hale of the Courier-Journal today or yesterday. I love this because this is the same Oh, it's great. It was 10 years ago. Like, we need them off the schedule. We can't keep Louisville on here. We can't play them first game of the year. We can't play them. We got to get them out of here now. It's, oh, you went three in a row and it's all we need to fight. Come on, dude. So Barnhart is in, in favor of keeping the SEC football schedule at eight games. And if it does go to nine games, there's a whole, like, you know, the question is, why does that matter? Why would that cost you the rivalry game against Louisville? The fans love it. The players love it. The coaches love it. Even... With us getting our asses kicked three years in a row, I think the fans on our side and the players on our side and the coaches on our side want to play Kentucky. We could have lost 10 in a row and still be telling you exactly. you better not take this damn game off the It's schedule. the rivalry. It's a huge deal around here. Know. We talk about it 12 months out of the year. You can't lose the game. And so John Hale of the Courier-Journal asked Mitch Barnhart, you know, even if they go to nine games, why would that jeopardize the, the battle for the Governor's Cup? And Mitch Barnhart justified it by saying, Oh, good Lord. They want to support FCS football. <laughs> here's the exact quote yeah hey guess what hey honey why'd you go to strip club i didn't i was putting girls through community college i mean what the hell portion needs to go to jctcs <laughs> that's what i was doing sweetheart are you against are you against that the furthering of education of young ladies <laughs> I mean, here's the quote from mitch barnard it's important to support fcs football because i want people participating in college football I think sometimes we forget about thinking about the end game, making sure everybody is still playing. If there's opportunities that go away and there's not kids that want to play the game of football, the game of football suffers. We've got to make sure we do things that ensure the game of football and people want to play the game. Keeping FCS football alive is very, very important to the end. I didn't know Mitch Barnett smoke weed. Now that's woke. <laughs> Talk about woke answers. I mean, My man's awake. That was deep. He's, he's, he's woke with a capital W. Keeping FCS football alive I mean, is you, worth scrapping the Louisville rivalry you, game. Mitch Barnhart. The Murray States of the world just standing out there with their porridge and holding their clapping. porridge bowls. May I have another game at Commonwealth, please, sir? Uh, can, we, can we get one of the, the photoshops of like Rudy coming to last practice with Mitch's head and a slow clap forming of like Murray State? Morehead. Uh, Morehead. <laughs> And then you'll have the coach and up in the, uh, the thing going, what the hell's going on down there? And I'll say Louisville on it. <laughs> How brave. I mean. How brave. How he's, powerful. He is a. He's the a notion, too, that like the implication that Kentucky football doing this can single-handedly keep FCS football one alive. Game, the one game. Yeah. The one game against Murray, Moorhead, or whoever they're playing, you know, Eastern Kentucky, is going to single-handedly it's, save FCS football. Saving it all. Yeah, you know, if you care that much, like. 
I'm pretty sure that like you can find in your athletic whatever how much money you all are making enough to single handedly fund FCS football for like ten years if you just like took away all your revenue from one single year. You're not dropping one game, so you're still playing three. I mean, so you're saying if you don't play four. It's the it's three. the worst possible. It's like he wasn't expecting the question, and he just made up that answer in the spur of the moment. Do you, do you know, that's the best he could come up with. I, <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. And th- th- I'll give credit to the UK fans because most of them I've seen reacting to this have been like dogging Mitch, making Mitch fun of him. Been, yeah, it's Mitch, a terrible answer. It's first of all, I, I feel like Mitch just building up all this just negativity so he can just flush it all down with one one decision of bringing alcohol to. to, to to the to the John L. Smith Field at Commonwealth Stadium. He's like brings a beer I mean, bong out. I mean, like, that's the, then everything that everything else that he's he stupidly have said and, and and could have done will just be all just forgotten in a in a, in a mere drink of, of a time. But that's I mean he's saving how how valiant of him. He's so he, well, humanitarian of the year. I mean, can we get this guy a Nobel Prize? I mean, just seriously. I just love the big picture. Football is the end game. Players being able to play. It's like, no, when when have you ever cared about that? When, when have you ever cared about, like, let's go schedule an NIA, NIA school. Then. Did John Hill have a follow-up question with, like, do you, are you basically saying in a short version of the long-winded answer you gave me that if Kentucky doesn't schedule three FBS schools, that the FBS schools will fold? And also, like, that's against the rules. You can, you're allowed one game yeah, against an FCS opponent matter. per year. <laughs> There's nothing that says... That you can't play an FCS school, another cupcake, and Louisville is your three non-conference games. I'd have been almost better if he'd replaced FBS school with Mac. <laughs> he just called it. The, he's keeping the Mac alive. It would have been hard to have a bad, like a worse answer, unless he somehow. Oh, I mean, like, there's some worse answers, but I mean, like blame the pandemic or something. Like COVID just got me thinking about what matters, and what matters is not playing Louisville on, on an annual basis. Like we just want to, we want to get out there and see more of the country. I, 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 he could not FCS supporting it. It makes no sense. It's silly. I mean, he's, he's thinking about the. He's children, trying to be John. a white knight and failing miserably. It's awful, John. We we're, we're thinking about the children. The children, they are our future. Treat them well and let them see the way, John. Show them all the beauty they possess inside, John. That's what we're here for. Playing East Tennessee State will actually do more for our recruiting than playing Louisville. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> so here's the other thing we were talking. We have to talk about today, and you knew this had to happen. Like Vince Marrow just. He had to have been just chomping at the bit for the last few weeks, just like a caged bull, just ready to get out there, ready to try to buck the cowboy, ready to try. He's got to say something, but he stayed quiet up until today, this morning, 10.56 a.m. He finally joined the fray. 10.56 a.m.? 10.56 a.m. I was up at 10.56 a.m. You were, and you're, I mean, you got to be dragging right now. I was, <laughs> you're talking with the bed last night? What? Quarter to five. So, you, I mean, you still got like, I got five hours of sleep. You got yeah. enough sleep. Sort of, yeah. The dog woke me up licking me on the face this, around about, about 7 o'clock. But You're there. fine. You're fine. Yeah. So Vince Marrow, the big dog. Big dog. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tweeted this morning. Man, at the end of the day, you have to win. <laughs> These schools doing all this stuff that has nothing to do with football. Kids want results, not flashy. Enjoy the summer because September will be here soon. I mean, Theoretically, if you've you've gotten them to accept to come to your school, isn't that a win in in its own way? You got to win. I mean, just by, like Kentucky did when they were recruiting so well, all those first what four years that he had the job. Well, they did recruit well a little bit early. They did, on. and they yeah, weren't winning. They weren't winning. You know. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, the fact that Louisville was getting them that it's like I said that that right there is technically a win, and it's in a way. And also, we made this point yesterday. 
Louisville is far from the only program that's doing this sort of thing. You've got, like, yes, just yesterday, Florida and Oklahoma both had pictures um, of recruits posing with cars. I mean, what if Florida and Oklahoma, they win pretty well on the field. At least Oklahoma does now. Well, I mean, we'll see what they do now when they get the SEC. And no, no, but the point stands. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe Big Dog would be more acceptable of our, 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 more, our recent recruiting success if we came out with an obnoxious, overused slogan like Yahtzee. Maybe oh, they, maybe I kind of forgot about Yahtzee. Maybe, oh, yeah, because you haven't heard it in a while, right? I haven't. Uh, I mean, maybe if we do something like that. Like Domino, <laughs> Busta. What's another card game you scared? Uno. I mean, I'm thinking Domino more. Candyland. I mean, could you imagine the uh, how many times we can take the Doughboy gif of him slamming in Boys in the Hood and go Domino every time we get a recruit? It'd be awesome, man. <laughs> but. <sighs> I mean that's okay. You know what? I can I just say this real quick. I'm okay with them being riled up and getting you know fleas in his in his under his collar and everything with the big dog, because that's what they do over there. They get riled up over here. We just chill, man. Chill. That's why we did chill, Bill. We just cool. We lay back. We're, that's why. That's why the Cali kids love us. Let me say this. And Drake. Drake. I am. I, I'm a little bit disappointed in the big dog's response. I thought he would uh, come harder. It is, I, I thought it would petty. be. A, I mean, he also like. Dances around it a little bit. He doesn't come out and name Louisville specifically. He doesn't like. He, he might he, not be able to. Can he? Can he do that? I'm I mean, sure he can. He has before. Can, like I mean, he, he could at least be more indirectly direct than he was. I expected more. I mean, it was pretty direct. I mean, do you really think he, he, he wasn't talking about Tennessee? I don't think. I mean, Maybe he might have been. He, I guess he could have been. Although they be, still beat Kentucky pretty regularly. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> now the question becomes: Do we get any Louisville coaches clapping back? Probably not. I don't think. And I, and honestly, kind of like we said with the Satterfield making fun of St. Peter's stuff, probably best if we don't. Like Let's, let's keep to our recruiting trail. Yeah, Satterfield ba- uh, clapping back, as the kids, I think, at one time said, never really did well with that, with the whole complaining about the L's down thing. He always came, came off looking whiny more than anything. Agreed. Agreed. For sure. But then again, I mean, this isn't, we're not talking about Stoops, you know. You know, this is like, you know, the big dog is his general. He's the one that does. Stoops is not the one coming out and saying this. Big dog. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Stoops is pulling the strings or anything. Maybe in some ways he is. But, you know, but we need to, who who would be our, who is our big dog? Nocta? Yeah. Is he on Twitter, though? He is. Okay. He's more reserved. All right. All right. That's why we're chill, Bill, though. I mean, he tweets stuff. Like, he gets out there. He'll make some, but he's not like as provide. He doesn't take shots at other programs. Not it, that can't be, it can't be Ben Brown. It can't be Coach Brown. Brian. Brian, yeah. yeah you know, I won't remember his last name because it doesn't matter. He ain't going to be here long enough anyway. Uh, we don't have an offensive coordinator officially, so. Yeah, we do. Uh, Lance Taylor from Notre Dame now. First year. Okay. I mean, Lance Thomas was vocal. How about Lance Taylor? Lance Thomas, the, the basketball player? No, it was the, was the wide receiver. He used to be he used to be with us in Kentucky. They got fired from Miami for rooting for him to beat up Florida International. What was oh, his name? That was not Lance. That was um, um. Oh my God! What, how Lance, am I? How am I playing? Not not Lance Thomas. That was Lance not his Thomas? name. That was no. Lance Thomas. No. Oh it was my Lance God! Something right? He recruited Lamar Jackson for God's sake. Yeah, it was something Lance though, right? Not Lance. No. Something Thomas. Yes. Did I get half the name right? I'm completely blanking. I'm blaming on COVID. It's I mean, lo- the long COVID getting to me. I could t- I could name you all these stats about his life, but I can't get his name name right. Well, I, I expect that from you. I expect Lamar Thomas. 
There we go. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that was. I'm pretty. That's close enough. You, 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 usually, you get me close enough to like home plate where I can <laughs> yeah. finish the, you the can run. Just Google it. I can it'll slide come up. in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was bad. Okay. But we need. Okay. So can we, maybe Lance Taylor can be our Lamar Thompson. I mean, we need. We need somebody to step up a little bit sometimes. If anything, maybe it's going to be Pierce Clarkson. I mean, it probably is. I could see him doing it. The thing, though, is we have to be more competitive in the rivalry. It's hard to talk wow, smack when that's... you've lost three games in a row by a combined 16,000 points. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I know that, you know, we don't want to get too much into this because we have all summer to do the old great. Is it better the first game or last game debate? I mean, at least, I mean, and I probably asked you this, but maybe I haven't. I mean, I, I at least liked that we tried it with the last game. That we gave it a shot. And... The fact is, is I like it more than I thought I was going to. I'll say that. And it, 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 the point that I think majority still want it back at the first game, even though it, it, as the last game, we still had the best scenarios that you could have where Kentucky needed a win to get in the bowl back to back years. And if that doesn't, if that didn't make the bring the robbery up to a level that you're happy at being last, then nothing will because we're never going to go like undefeated into it both teams. No. And they also so. kind of got the reverse on their end where they got to. Not totally wrecked because it had been wrecked the week before, but they beat us in Lamar Jackson's Heisman yeah. season and kept us out of the Orange Bowl. So even with those good scenarios there with the game being last, the fact that you think some majority still won it first, that, that should say it needs to be first. I'm with you. Because there's no other better scenario. I mean, that was the dream scenario was going into back-to-back years with the ball on the line, right? I mean, yeah. for either team, whether it be who, either one, I don't care. I mean, it just happened to be them. Yeah, I mean I- – there are elements to having it on the actual because no holiday is more synonymous with a sport in America than Thanksgiving is with football, and I like oh, yeah. I like kind of being a part of that big rivalry weekend. I mean, that's when Michigan and Ohio State play, Clemson, South Carolina play. It's when you know Nebraska and Colorado used to play, and Texas and Texas A&M used to play. It's it's rivalry weekend. Yeah, and but I mean, there are typically high stakes that weekend. Whether we're talking about keeping teams out of bowl games or you know playing for a, a bigger bowl or just the, the, the flat-out rival. Like, I, I, there's a part of it that I, that I like. And I think if both programs got to a certain level, I would like to have it more at the end of the year than I would at the beginning. I mean, no but matter, we're not there right now. I don't think in our lifetime they can, we can to match it where these teams are at the same level, whether anyone outside this area is giving two bleeps about it versus Michigan or Ohio State and some of those other teams you mentioned. Probably, but I mean we, you know, in 2016 we were at that level for most of that season and we had the player that everybody wanted to see tune in. If if the, that Kentucky team had been as good as last year's Kentucky team, that's a game that would have attracted more eyeballs. <laughs> There's six years between the, the two teams, but yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, I, that's I, what I'm I, saying. I mean, it's going to be to, to, to get them both right there. Yeah, you'll have the, the occasional year where yeah, one is maybe good and one in obviously, but to have us both at some level to even come where near matching your Iron Bowls or your you know, Michigan and Hudson, I don't, don't see it. But the the, down, the other side of that argument is nobody really cared about that much when it was week one anyway. True, exactly. That's why I don't That's why I don't buy to the argument. Oh, well, it can't be the last week because it gets lost and you get national attention. You can put it anywhere in a season, it's gonna. It's probably going to get kind of lost in the national attention. And locally, it's always going to be a big deal. You, exactly. You can play it week one, week four, week six, week 12, and it's going to be, you know, a topic of conversation the other 364 days of the year. Now, the basketball game is a different topic because that's one that I think deserves to be 
what you suppose the spotlight because I do too, and we don't it deserve and we it, don't emphasize and it. It gets the short end of the straw every time. I've made my argument a million times. I won't make it again now. Um, Texas Louisville baseball facilities are trash, worse than some local high schools. Really? Well, wow. Really? That's not true. And they also just got a million dollar uh, gift to improve those facilities. The plans are in the way. They're getting yeah. their own locker room, their own uh, hitting gate. They're getting all their own stuff. Like that, just, that's getting a massive upgrade. I've never been to locker rooms or in there. I, I just buy, but just the fact that they play in Jim Patterson, which is a very nice stadium, even. In, a few years, you know, the the senior to it. I mean, it's is it baffles me that their facilities would be. Somebody can think they were that bad. Plus, we just got number one recruit, like number one recruiting class in baseball. Do we not? Uh, top five. Okay, still. I mean, not that we get those every year though. Kind of. Texas says my AC bit the dust last week. Just spent seven k on a new heat air. Oh god, yeah. Seven k. I've, I've heard a couple of other people saying the same thing. Well, Mary also just texted me back and said part of the problem may have been that it was on heat. Why the hell did you have it on heat? I didn't. I'm assuming one of her parents like tried to fix it because it was getting hot in the house. Because, like I said, it has been lagging behind a little bit. But it's it's one of those deals where because it's so hot outside, like the temperature will get to like 74, 75 inside when we've got it set on 71, which sucks because it's there running the entire day. Yeah. But by the time we gets to like midnight, it's back down to the normal temperature at 71. Um, so I'm sure somebody was trying to like fix it and change it, and they just turned on heat. So that's I mean, why. There's not been like, like it's not even running at all. I'm like, well, that shouldn't be happening. I mean, the heat's. Shouldn't have been on for like the last month. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying they were pressing the little buttons. I know you're, trying blaming, to fix you're it. blaming the old people on it. Well, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> if you don't know how to work the the AC unit, you press one button, it changes from cool to heat. It can't be that complicated, right? It shouldn't be. You, you think? Yeah. So said, I'm out here. I'm out of power here in Nashville. Oh God, bless oh, you. Good lord. I'm about to be that couple from the Sears AC commercial from the '90s. My buddy Danny, who's a podcast driver who lives in Columbus, like. Two thirds of that city has lost power for the last week, and it's like the hottest it's ever been up there. Ugh, Rolling be, blackouts. Ugh. I couldn't imagine. I'd, I'd be staying at a hotel all week. I mean, my if my was electricity knock on wood was to go out just tonight, I'd my ass would be at a hotel tonight. I can't do it. Texas said, "Read that Mitch quote again, but ha- read that Mitch quote again, but have in the arms of an angel playing over." P. A. Hesu. Texas, Mike, is your house haunted or cursed? Just old, <laughs> both, <laughs> and maybe. Cursed. I'm starting to. I am starting to wonder. Are you the house from Stranger Things four? <sighs> Might be. Is there, is, there, is there a grandfather clock in there? The Virginia's been acting weird recently. <laughs> I don't know. She's throwing that golf club. Texas Vince Marrow talking about re- results when the first five years of their tenure they preached patience over results. Yeah, they were always waiting to take that next step. Always waiting, and they I, finally got there. I somebody, I think it was a text. I don't remember. Maybe it was just TJ today this morning. I caught him a soundbite where they were comparing like the first seasons. Like of taking over because I guess they were upset because people were comparing Satterfield's tenure be to to Stoops at this point, and they were like, "Well, let's not forget. I mean, Stoops took over a horrible, you know, two win team, and so listen, did, so I, did Satterfield. I've argued that there was probably yes, a much more talent on our our team. Than they Satterfield, still went two and ten, but they still went two and ten, yeah. And we're the first program in the history of college football to give up fifty or more points in six straight games. The only positive thing about that season was I racked up. Big time on the gambling that year, because no one. It, I think it took until like the Kentucky game before gamblers were the the bookies were like, "Wait a second, this Louisville team really does suck." It makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> I mean, Trev. Hey, thank you. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, Stoops two and ten, five and seven, five and seven. First three years, and those first two, the five and sevens, were us beating them in their the last game. Going, yeah, yep. Uh, Texas, would you please ask? Uh, this is a KRC text. I think I don't even know who's. I, I think this may be a Matt Dennison text. Okay. Would you please ask Dustin D how IU football is going to be able to run block or pass protect when they have the same offensive line coach they've had the past several years? 
I've got nothing for that one. I like to make fun of the KRC text. I can't give you Indiana football smack. I mean, Indiana's done really well at the running game the last few years, though. Did they lose? Did he say they lost somebody or they didn't? Well, they didn't do well at anything last year. What the, no, I don't know. The Stevie Scott kid was okay, right? Well, they they didn't they went winless in the Big Ten. Well, I didn't say he individually wasn't a good player though. <laughs> yeah, they were not doing much. I know uh, they. I mean, they produced some decent running backs the last few years though. I mean, some have fallen kind of in their lap, like Jordan Howard did, but still. Texas sent in a Stuart Mandel tweet from a couple of weeks ago that said last week Miami Mega Booster John Ruiz's company MSP Recovery went public. Its share price has already dropped by 86%, and now a law firm is investigating, quote, whether MSP and certain of its officers and or directors have violated federal security laws. Oh, no, that guy, that guy is— He's doing great. He's Wolf of Wall Street, if I've ever seen. Yeah, he is—what he is, he is, is Jordan Belfort, was that his name? Belfort, Belfort yeah. Belfort, yeah. That guy oozes Jordan Belfort. Well, you know, as long as you get—Nigel Pack, just get that check cleared. You're good to go. Yeah, He's mean, got a two-year contract, basically. Takes it. I'll send some Trev. I'll send Trev some pictures from the pay per view on Sunday. I'm going in Chicago. Uh, I bet you two two to one. That's my buddy. That's the dude who went to the, the Vegas. It is. Too. Man, dude, he's a traveler. Living the life. I mean, I was, I, I, it's not financially I couldn't do it. It's just I'm just lazy. <laughs> I just I, I just I'm kind of rather. I, I do want to go to at least one pay per view before I'm said and done though. I love this response. Like, has the filter been changed recently? It's what they always tell you. Trust me. Not my first problem with a with the heating or air conditioning. I'm always changing that filter this, every month. This, We're good. This might be a weird thing to hear from me, being the slob that you know I am. Uh-huh. There are like few things I'm like ain't over tentative about, and like you one get that monthly reminder is one is clean, uh, do, cleaning my ears. I'm, I'm I, ha- I have to do it after every shower. I clean my ears four or five times a day. Well, I do it once. I think it's the only thing in my body I clean that much a day. And the other thing is cleaning out the uh, the just changing the air filter. The air filter. I think I change that like I look. I check it like once a week. I do it a month every once every month. Now, I don't change it out once a week, but I always. I mean, once a week, I'm checking it to make sure it's it's clear. I actually should just check it just to make sure. Tim, um, how are you just questioning yourself? Yeah, I kind of am, but I, I I'm pretty good at it because whenever we do have somebody come over and like look at the AC or look at the the furnace, they're always like love clients that have the air filter clean. I'm like, you know it. You're damn right. Just validated. I feel good. <laughs> this is why I do it. All those years of hard work. Thank you. And he gets approved by like the. Pretty much. He's like, yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, Texas, it's like, it just reminds me of my dad's been sober for like, I think like 20, like probably 30 years now. And when we use like on New Year's Eve, every now and then they would have like the the police stops to try to catch drunk drivers. He's excited. And he'd be like, he had a drink. My dad's like, I've been waiting for this for 15 years. Like, he's like, oh, he was always so excited, just like talking, like, no drinks for me. Um, now, did your, dad, your dad stop drinking just because he wanted to stop drinking, or did he was there was there a problem? We right? have we have problems our family. Okay, I'm just because yeah. because I think I don't know if I brought this up to you. Like, I don't drink anymore either. Yeah. And like sometimes people will ask me, like they'll say something to me, like, oh, I don't drink. I haven't I haven't had a drink, and I'll and then it's been like two years without a drink. And they'll like initially automatically think like I'm like a recovering alcoholic, sure. and they'll be like, "Oh, it's so cool, great of you." And I'm like, I always get torn in a situation to be like, correct them or just go along with it. And if I go along with it, does that make me evil? Nah, you can, some, whatever, you some, can handle whatever you want. Because sometimes I'll be like, "No, no, it's not a problem. I just don't like the hangover, so I stop drinking." And they're like, "Oh, okay." And then sometimes you know if she's cute. I'm like, "Oh, thank you. I appreciate it." Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I don't know. I was just curious. Yeah, I, I mean, I, now I can't drink because stupid whatever I'm dealing with. <laughs> stupid pots. I would still be drooling. <laughs> Definitely would have on vacation. Uh, yeah, but you yeah, you were very – you're like me, though. Even when I did drink, you oh, were it's very, gone, very casual. Very well, – recently, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, it was – yeah. Oh, probably. my 20s. Should have been oh, drinking boy. less.
My 20s were a fun time. Texas, one of the reasons fans should be optimistic for Lance Taylor as offensive coordinator is because he wasn't coaching in Australia last year. <laughs> New Zealand. Same difference. Come on. Who cares? Uh, it's both down under. <laughs> Texas says... Uh, <laughs> it's a good text, though. Texas says, I, I, my temperature is 74 in the day, 68 at night, and you can get a new AC for $2,400. Char- Charlie Dixon will give you a free AC. I mean, good lord, you just went from like seven grand to twenty four hundred. Well, the Charlie- way you're getting brand new at twenty four—that's used. Uh, <laughs> Texter says, "Who knows? I might be able to save you some time." I, I will hit you up, Texter, if I if it comes to offer you like a air conditioning on that text line. And every now and then, people will help you out with stuff like this. Like a that's lot nice. of people, when I when I was tweeting about, and I wasn't like it wasn't like a, a plea for help. Um, but like when I was tweeting about how long all the body shops were taking to, to see our car after we got hit in Springfield, yeah. I was just like making a point just to say like, I can't imagine what it would be like if this was like our only car. Like I can't, like if somebody had one car and not the means to get a rental or anything like that. And a, nah. a ton of people hit me up. They're like, they can get it done. The thing that sucks is it has to go through her insurance. So there's like a limited n- number of places that we're able to use, but I was blown away by the amount of people that were like, Hey, I work at a body shop. I can get you in, you know, next week. Or, now, does you have to, can you just get that with liability or is that? Just is that you have to is that a special version of your insurance you have to pay extra for to, to get a rental car if if your car is damaged? Well, this is through her insurance because she was at fault. So okay, so so what if the woman that hit you though only had liability? I wonder if that would. The, it shouldn't matter. Well, is how it was worse. explained to me. Okay. So we have this rental for ninety days. We're probably gonna need it for more, and I think that we'll be able to get it for more if, if it comes down to it. Because they tried to at first claim that I don't know. I'm getting into the weeds here, but they tried to at first claim that because the car was technically drivable. It's like we weren't eligible for a rental because it's not a safety concern. Yeah. And I'm like, we can't open the doors from the outside. <laughs> and we have two small children in the back. If we get another wreck and we can't escape. Yeah, that's, like, that's, like that's a safety concern. That's an absolute safety concern. We got our like a seven month old baby on the left side where the door is smashed in. We can't get to him <laughs> if, they, if we're in some sort of emergency situation. It's funny watching you climb through the passenger seat sometimes. Glad somebody enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, it's, you can't laugh, everybody. Come on. <laughs> Glad somebody enjoyed it. It was. I, I will admit, it was funny on the drive What's, to and from Hilton Head. Like when John would cry, Mary would have to like go in the back and like she, she'd have to like climb over me as we're going like seventy on the highway to like get back there and give him a bottle <laughs> to shut him up. And she's like wedged in between the two car seats, trying to sleep in the back seat. I'm like, oh, it's kind of funny. Was it as funny as me when I had to when I borrowed my buddy's like BMW or whatever it was? That was pretty funny. I, like, I mean, you talk about a. Hey, I'm not exaggerating when I say a clown car look. Like I couldn't even. I, I wouldn't even want to drive it home. Like I I couldn't look behind. I couldn't turn around and look and see if I to switch lanes, and I couldn't see in the mirrors. I was like, I'm not going to get on Expressway. This thing's a death trap. Texas says, forget about the, the, the Card Chronicle readers. Who is TK's personal least cool person of the year? I think it has to be Vince Tyree, is what the texture says. <laughs> uh, I mean, Vince is, Vince is up there, but I don't know. I mean, I had to think about that one because it's not necessarily would be do I have to pigeonhole it into being a U of L thing because it's me and, and this? or You can do whatever you want. I mean, I'd have to think about that one. I I, I can't even guarantee it would be a, a something U of L related, to be honest with you. I, I really can't. Maybe anything Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, they would be like nominated every year. Yeah, but that's just a general thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not specific to this year. Yeah, I'd have to think about that one. That's a hard one. Texas, I didn't know passive aggressive takes were a thing in football. Now we've got Saban and Jimbo going head to head, talking at each other. Maybe that's just another trait of the dominant SEC West has over the East. Okay, I don't think. Can you? 
just describe the the Jimbo thing as passive aggressive. What's what he's saying? He, he's like we had Jimbo and Saban going head to head, talking right at each other. Oh yeah, okay. And he's exactly. saying maybe right, the, yeah, the passive yeah. aggressive is just another trait that where the SEC is more dominant in the West than the East. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I got now. I get okay now. Thank you. Okay, I see. I thought he was saying what they were doing. Okay, no, that's a good point. Yeah, it's the yeah. If you're gonna gonna do it, just just say it, man. Texas, did you hear the Steve Clarkson interview today talking about Vince? I didn't. I, I didn't. I saw that he talked to. I think Jody Demling had quotes from him from yesterday. I'm assuming about Vince. I'm assuming it was a good thing. I, I I've seen other like U of L people praise Vince for like being so ahead of the curve when it came to NIL and kind of having the infrastructure in place for this to be a thing. Um, so that would be my guess. But the texture can can fill me in. I I did not hear the interview. I thought I thought the, we we, were, we we dropped the ball at the beginning of nil, and the five hundred two circles picked it back up. Well, five hundred two circles just getting started. So okay. yeah. I'm still confused about the way that this whole thing has worked. I've heard different things from different people. Um, I remember in January I was hearing, like, it's, you know, there's different people tugging behind the scenes, and it's kind of uh, confused. They're not sure what they're doing. And then clearly whatever's happening is working. So. Now, when the, the, the nil first passed, yeah, we were forefront gung-ho and acting like we were going to embrace it from day one, but then it just seemed like we were on a treadmill for the next six months. Yeah. Um, Texture says... This is a KRC text. TJ KRC said he went tech. to TJ said he went to Yahoo.com in 2022. <laughs> yeah, I know TJ loves Yahoo. Uh, why? I don't know. Like he's the only he's the only reason I have to have a Yahoo account is because like anytime he does stuff for KRC the KRC show like uh you know like pick bowl pickums and stuff like that and the, the tournament pickums he always does it through Yahoo only. I mean Yahoo's the best fantasy host. I prefer ESPN. Oh, I don't at all. I, I like ESPN better. I only do Yahoo. Uh, we had a break. When we come back, we'll have, we haven't done our Imani Bates update of the day. We also have to talk about the other basketball. Real quickly, though, I have to tell the story from uh, just the – we were talking about Hersey Miller yesterday, yeah. and now it's gotten out there that he's going to be a walk-on the UVL basketball team, the son of Master P. When I found out, we were getting – it was one of the nights we were getting ready for vacation a couple of weeks ago, and – I, like we had our we had our babysitter over so she could watch the kids so Mary and I could get stuff done and she's a I think a recent graduate of U of L and I was talking and I was like oh like I just like got off the phone with somebody and I told Mary and like Madison our babysitter was standing there too and I'm like you guys can't tell anybody but we have new basketball player I'm like I'm like famous father Hersey Miller his dad Master P and Mary's like oh and Madison our babysitter goes who <laughs> and Mary's like Master P the rapper and she's like. What? Oh, like, make him say, uh? And I, I was thinking about it in my head, and I was like, that came out in 1999, I think, thereabouts. I was like, Madison, what year were you born? And she's like, 1999. I was like, well, <laughs> that explains that. And it makes you feel better. She could name three of her favorite current rappers, and I'd probably be like, who? Yeah. And huh? It's, it's and just another one of those. She's like, you guys are ancient. It's like, yeah, we are. You guys are ancient. It's terrible. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Uh, we'll come back. Imani Bates update of the day. We'll talk uh, a little bit more about the basketball stuff going on and take more of your texts at 502-414-1450. It's Mike Rutherford Show. Rolling on here on 1450 The Big X. That summer Kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I have one wish. But she's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. 
You said this is going to cheer me up. We were talking during the break about all like the unfortunate recent passings of people. LFO famously had two people die. <laughs> They're all dead except for one. I think, yeah, they two, yeah. I think three of wow. them are, have passed at a very young age. Trevor did not think this through. <laughs> but it's a very uplifting song. It is. The, with the worst lyrics ever written. And I've told you before, Girl on TV, LFO, was always my go-to at like uh, Akiko's or wherever we karaoke. It was, uh, it's... It's when we talked about woke earlier, I think I guess the, the one remaining guy who still like tours for this song. And when I say like, this song, I'm not like just literally the song because no one else can name an LFO song. Yeah, uh, and I just named two. <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> Girl on TV was my go-to <laughs> karaoke song. What did you say it thirty seconds ago? I wasn't paying attention. I know, uh, <laughs> but but the guy had to come out publicly and say that he would continue playing the song despite the negativity towards Abercrombie and Fitch. And he, 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 and I kid you not, this was like a press release. Like he did a press release stating that, and I, I'm, not, I'm not quoting him exactly here, but but you know, judge in the same vicinity of that it be is an artist. He doesn't feel he should have to change the lyrics to "Summer Curls." I can separate between the art and the artist. Of, yeah, like the artist in him tells it's not like right to. That's the best thing I've heard all day. Oh, that's so girls. good. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> that's no, I'm not. I'm not gonna stop singing Sarah Girls" because Abercrombie Fitch. No, if you stop singing, no one. The 18 people at, at headliners aren't gonna show up to see you. That's why you're not gonna stop singing it. I just looked at LFO's Wikipedia page. Only, <laughs> only one of the four members of the group is alive. Has a Wikipedia page of their own. Oh, I think it's the guy that's alive. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the first one who died. Okay. That's he was a- he was the big one because I mean in the song he's like when I met you I said my name was Rich you oh, looked like yeah, a girl from yeah, Abercrombie yeah, and Fitch yes. Rich Rich Cronin uh, passed away back in 2010 yeah, they, yeah and then one of the other ones died just in 2018 and I guess another guy got kicked out of the group before they got big and so Brad Fischetti is the, the I, I'm assuming the person that you're talking about the, the, the still alive. alive still kicking I uh, still touring how did they not have Wikipedia pages. It's yeah. It seems like a slap in the face. Don't you have a wiki page? No. I'm surprised you don't. I don't. TJ for years kept getting on me about making a wiki page for him. Because <laughs> like, I guess like I guess he felt like like some some reason where you get to draw the line like you can't create your own or something. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. But he was like, man, you need to create a wiki page for me. And I'm like, I've been banned. I can't. They won't let me do editing on there because of. Uh, the seventy two Olympics. That's hilarious. All right, we gotta get to our we have to get to, to our Imani Bates <laughs> update of the day. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, we can't do this like the Game of Thrones thing. Bates, Imani Bates. That's just for DJ Wagon. <laughs> yeah. We need we need to think of a new one for Imani Bates. Imani uh, Bates. Um, I don't have to think about it for a second. Yeah, I don't know why Game of Thrones just popped in my head for the other one though. When I met you, I said my name was Bates. <laughs> <laughs> Kendra, what about the South Park theme? The instrumental. Do, 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 sure. Why not? Going down to the, going to see Imani Bates. Gonna have myself a time. Is he coming? U of L, Michigan, or other places? So, <laughs> funny thing about you. You mentioned Michigan there. Yeah. The last couple of times we've had we've done the Imani Bates update of the day. I've mentioned there's been like a new school every single day that seems to have whether it's like a a report with any sort of substance or just fans who look at their roster and say, we could use Imani Bates, let's make this a thing. There's a new fan base that thinks that they're going to get Imani Bates every day. Yesterday it was Kansas State, two days ago it was Illinois. Now today, just from just Twitter searching and Google searching and seeing what people are talking about, there's a new fan base involved today. A new one? Memphis. 
the big topic. Hold on. The big topic on nine twenty nine ESPN in Memphis was, hey, would Amani Bates consider returning to Memphis? I was going to say, wait a second. Didn't he? Did, wasn't he already at Memphis? He was. Would he come back? We'll find out. But the <laughs> actual the actual Imani Bates update of the day is this. So early May, we're all under the assumption, I guess it was late April when this first happens, that Imani Bates is coming to Louisville. Everybody's logging their crystal ball predictions. Yeah. I'm writing about it. Everybody's talking about it. It seems like it's a done deal. He's going to come here. We don't hear anything for a couple of weeks. Then we hear in early May that Imani Bates is not going to make a decision until mid-June. As you and I noted yesterday, it was – now, officially late June. We're in the 20s. I feel like we've passed the the, the time for mid-June. Yeah. So Imani Bates, uh, he had deleted his Instagram a few like a week ago or so. He brought it back. And apparently on his Instagram story today, he was asked about, hey, man, you said mid-June. You haven't committed anywhere. What, what's going on? Yeah. He well, said on his IG that he's going to make a decision on where to play by the end of the month. That's the new timeline. Did he say this month? End of this month okay. was the exact quote. Okay, because we need to specify with this now. He could say end of the month. He might mean October. Now, what's kind of interesting about this is there's still some reports out there that he's down to Louisville and Michigan. And Michigan's recruiting the kid from Lebanon, whose name I, I forget. Yeah. But that kid apparently is going to make a decision very quickly. Bates saying this, and I'm reading between the lines. I'm fully just noting that I'm not. this is not reporting. This is not scoop. This is me just looking at what's being said and trying to figure out what's going on. Popping up already. Yeah, exactly. I feel like based on his timeline, based on him saying this, and based on him waiting this long, if the kid from Lebanon says thanks but no thanks to Michigan and Michigan wants Imani Bates, I think he's going to go there. And if not, if the kid commits there, or if Michigan says we don't care that we're not, we didn't get that kid, we don't, we, we're not interested, he's going to come here. And I don't, <laughs> I don't really know how to feel about that. Like I, I kind of feel the same way that, that I felt at the beginning of the week when we had this discussion. Like If he really wanted to be a Cardinal, if he really looked at everything that was going on here and said, this is the best situation for me, Kenny Payne's a kingmaker, they're going to give me the best shot at becoming the type of player who people thought I could be three or four years ago. It'd be done. He'd be here. He'd be enrolled in school. He'd be working out with the team. They're having practices right now. He'd be in the first summer session. The fact that he's held out this long, I'm just going to say it, and I'm still somebody who would rather have him than not have him, it's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of annoyed by it. And if he comes here and he's some sort of prima donna and he's not very good at basketball, I'm going to be more bothered by it than I would have been if he'd come here and done all the quote-unquote right things and been here from day one. That's Call it petty if you want to. That's the way I feel. There's If he wants to be a Cardinal, he can be a Cardinal. If he wants to wait it out and see if there's a better offer on the table or a better situation for him or just wants to be doing his own thing in New York for a few weeks while the rest of the team is down here getting in shape, then I don't know what to say. He hasn't... In my eyes, he hasn't earned that right. A crap season at Memphis where your team was markedly better when you were gone than they were when you were on the floor doesn't say to me that you get to call your shots here. Having said all that, I would rather have him here as a Cardinal and give it a shot than not have him here. That's just me. No, I agree. I mean, again, it's just at the point where, I mean, if he's sitting there, if if you are getting the impression that he is – like you said, he could, he could have come here at any, any point from now until, or, you know, in the last month or whatever. And if he's still holding out, I mean, if he doesn't get, you know, the dream the dream position or dream school that he, you know, sees or wants or whatever, I mean, at that point, do you really want to be like the school that's going, okay, I guess I'll come to you? I mean, it kind of defeats the whole, like, we're not taking kids for the wrong reasons. We're not doing it. Yeah. I mean, at least 
from like an aesthetics standpoint, from from like an outside view, it doesn't look great. No, it's I mean it's yeah. I, I just that tells me it's just someone who really doesn't is not going to want is going to step right into the first situation from day one, already behind the eight ball wanting to be here. Now I mentioned that the, you know the team is they're doing workouts right now, and from the sound of it and from the looks of it, because they put a video out earlier this week, they're focused way more on the the Rick Pitino mantra of off-season condition, 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 than they are the Chris Mack off-season mantra of bulk, bulk, bulk. Seems to be positive. Everybody's talking about their, you know, run, run, run. It's every player that goes on a show or, or says something out, we're just we're running our asses off. It's all we're doing. <laughs> Interesting thing about the video. They put a video out, which is basically just the kids running, which I'm desperate for basketball content. I'm like, ooh, L. Ellis looks fast. He's looking good. <laughs> well, we already saw him shooting threes. Kamari Lands is tired. Man, let's get him going. So, interesting thing that happened today. Rob Harris, who was recently let go as UK strength and conditioning coach, just retweets it and just says, yes, sir, KP, with like 15 exclamation points, go cards. Oh, man. He's not mad, is he? He also might be auditioning for a job because we don't have a strength and conditioning coach That's right now. That's a good now. point. The, the women's basketball strength and conditioning coach is currently running our strength and conditioning program on the men's side. So maybe Rob Harris wants – he's he's – Trying to audition for a job. Maybe he's trying to suck up. Sucking up. I yeah. don't know if I. Uh, uh, and I say Does this. Does that add fuel to the robber in any way if we steal their strength and conditioning little, coach? I, I've seen UK fans saying, like, like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Here's the thing, though. And, and I say this knowing that if he does come here, like, it's, it, it looks bad on me. He was annoying. Like he tried. To, he like fought a fan, like a student, a student at a game. Like got in his face. He got in the face of a player. There was also a video of him at like an eighth grade girls basketball game, going up to one of the other dads and getting in his face. Like I'm not sure I want that guy around this <laughs> program. Around from yeah, yeah. I'm, I, like th- that was pretty much why he was let go. Like he was become he become a distraction. They got bad press because of what he did. I think it was the Auburn game where he got into it with a player on the other team. Uh, bodybuilder. Like, I'm not sure I want this guy. Like, the guy that loves lifting weights with a short temper. Oh, does that tell yeah, you? Yeah, let's just let's. I'm not. I'm not. Give I'm me Oregonong. I'm not pointing any fingers or anything. I'm just saying there's that's a red flag for some things. I mean. Give me Oregonong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I want him. Uh, Texture says it's annoying. Um, AF. It's already prima donna. He's he's skipping the team workouts that are supposedly gruesome. It's kind of where I feel. Bates. I yeah, so. talking about Imani Bates. I I just again Look, for the third time. I'll take him if he wants to come here, but. I'm going to be annoyed by it. He's the star quarterback who doesn't want to sign the, the contract until training camp's over because he doesn't want to deal with two a days. Except he's the star quarterback who threw like 12 touchdowns and 16 Except interceptions. He's the backup last year. kicker, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he, come on. Uh, Texas says ESPN for fantasy. Trevor, come on. Their interface is terrible. I was a Yahoo truther, but Sleeper is the best one now, in my opinion. I don't even know what Sleeper is. I don't know what Sleeper is, and may, I don't know. Maybe I just I'm a simple man, and the ESPN does it. It, it does it, it. Checks all my needs. Texter says, I'm going to read it. Amani Bates, Norman Bates, Master Bates. I don't see a difference. <laughs> Texter says, Fabio Basile update. I've not seen anything since he uh, was on campus on Monday. Um, no idea. I, I've got no update on that front. Texas says, TK's nomination, Marvin Stone, the paper straw inventor for least cool person. Wait a minute, Marvin Stone thought that was the basketball player who passed. He was. I'm assuming this is a different Marvin Stone. Oh, okay. Uh, the guy that invented the paper straw? Yeah. I mean, that guy's... That guy's on the list. Texas, He's I, made the list. Texas, I thought my AC went out a month ago. The float switch had been knocked over. If your furnace has that, check it. I've, I've had that. I've had to check that before. <laughs> Texas, least cool person of the year, Mr. Arby's, for not becoming a sponsor of the show. <laughs> Daryl Arby's. Daryl Arby's. He's done. <laughs> Texas, on a scale from one to Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining, would you prefer your house temp? I mean. Closer to Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I want it cold. Yeah, what was <laughs> 
You remember the Simpsons version? He's like, come children, gather around and bask in TV's glory. It's, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, Mike. It just feels like we're back. Uh, we're the backup plan for Bates. I would still like him on the team, but I am now kind of in blank or get off the pot mode. That's how I feel. It is, it, it, there clearly was some sort of like, we want you here, and then on his end, I want to be there in late April because everybody at the same time started saying, well, he's going to Louisville, he's going to Louisville, he's going to Louisville, and all the writers, both nationally and locally, were making that prediction on you know, putting their name out and putting their name behind it, and now they're all pulling it back, and it's two months later, and we're still wondering what the hell is going on. A lot on. of people that are, are with kind of giving the, well, make up your mind, make up your mind, if he still decides Louisville, those people are going to be excited and pumped. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, and I'm not saying you don't have a reason to be. I'm just, just – but. Come on, I mean, yeah, Steven. Like I said, like I'll be cautiously excited about it. I, I think it's worth the risk. But if he comes here and he kind of is a, plays like a dog and is not like a, a team player, then I'm going to be even more upset about it than I would have been ordinarily. Uh, Texas, he's more like Ryan Leaf than Joe Burrow right now. <laughs> Texas, I heard that today that Fabio would not be a reclass candidate. He would be 2023. Well, if that's true, then that dramatically alters things because the the main reason why you're taking him why you're taking him right now is he's a reclass i mean let's be really if he's a 2023 kid he's an unranked 2023 kid and we're in on several of the top 30 players in that class yeah. so it's that that does change oh that's gonna be our class baby that's gonna be the class all right uh we'll wrap up the show tonight we're back i don't know if you'll be able to stay awake since you got up so early today but <laughs> nhl stanley cup finals what time is the game eight o'clock Oh, that's going to kill, kill AEW's ratings. Game five, Avs Lightning, back in Tampa Bay, Avs licking their wounds. A lot of fights in the last game, got a little spicy, got some bad blood now. It feels like a real series. Trevor, who you got? You ready to celebrate tonight? I'm ready to celebrate tonight. I mean, not just because Orange Cassidy's back. Not because just Orange Cassidy's back. And not because you're going to watch, because this game's going to be so blown away by about by, by 9.30, you're going to be like, I'm just going to turn over and watch AEW's main event. Probably not going to Because <laughs> Probably not. But you could, because guess what? Avalanche are gonna roll through. I'm I'm saying right now, five to two. Avalanche win. I'm worried tonight. I'm worried. I, I don't like. No, you got you got their last shot. You Tampa got, changed their offense. They were way more physical. Vast found his footing. Their goalie's playing well. We've got goalie issues. Kemper got pulled. Yep. Uh, I think it's. I, I think the Avs win. I'm keeping the faith. We're the better team, but I think it's going to have to be a little bit more higher scoring. I'm going to say Avs win. I'm going to go OT again. Sort of a repeat of Game One. Avs win 5-4. Are you watching on the laptop or TV tonight? Not watching on the laptop. I've got this weird thing, though. Every time I start watching, I walk out of a room, they score. And every time I turn the game on live, Tampa Bay scores. I feel like I need to stop watching. <laughs> but I'm not going to. You, 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 got, you got TV privileges tonight. I've got TV privileges tonight. We're oh, good. look at that. Avs win 5-4. I'm booking it. We're back tomorrow. We'll be, we'll be uh, no bets, interruptions, right? No, no, no bets tomorrow bets. at 6.30 with 7.05 first pitch. So we'll be at the... Uh, the normal studios, and then I'll be heading over here after, they, after the show tomorrow night to do the basketball. We'll be at the home base. We'll see you at the normal yeah. time at 3 o'clock. Everybody enjoy your Wednesday nights.